This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha, deep below the metro area, it's TGen cover to cover for Saturday, May 8th, and my name is Matt Baum. And I'm the internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works. Oh, I have a fresh haircut, by the way. I see that. Check me out. Looks like you're ready to fight terror, son. Listen. I'm tired of the jokes, man. Well, One time you said I look like a jarhead. You go to that old time. Which is offensive timey, on many levels. You go to that old timey barber shop, and he like puts the bib on you and sits you down, and got the red candy pole and everything. <laughs> it's not even that. It's a it's a great clip. Everybody gets the same haircut. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 Central Time, Matt and I go live on the Facebook page, assuming that. Uh, the, the platforms we use haven't changed all their settings. Ah, jerks. We also go live on Zoom, and we wrap about the week's nerd news, new comics, movies, TV, and, of course, the question of the week live with our listeners. It's big time. It's super big time. And like Joe said, it's a live show, so we need you to play along. Jump into our Zoom. You can find the link at the top of our live stream on the Faces book. Or you can call us at 402-819-4894 or... There's a little Facebook call now button you can use too and chat with us in the Facebook live chat as well. We love talking to chatters. It's always fun. Definitely. If you can't be here live, you can always leave a message at that phone number or you can send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. Before we get these phone lines open, Joey and I like to uh, just briefly discuss some headlines, stuff going on in the news, sort of uh, get the juices flowing. So Joe Patrick, let's hit him with some nerd news. News. See that? I've been boxing. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I've Punch. been boxing. I got a heavy bag. I got my gloves and everything. It's awesome. Mabel. Really? She'll freak wow. out. Wow. I thought you, I mean, I just, knowing your, your past culinary history, I just thought maybe you'd set up a big old slab of meat down there or something. Bad news, Joe. Uh, John Paul Leon died this week. I don't know if you heard. Look, man, don't rush me into bad news. Let's okay? get into the news. Let's get some banter going. <laughs> This is a loose show. You don't got to be a jerk. Uh, Yes, John Paul Leon died. He is, of course, a very well-known artist. Uh, He uh, considered an artist's artist. He's the sort of artists. He's the sort of artist that other comic pros are are a fan of. Uh, He passed away from cancer, uh, a 14-year battle with cancer. Holy cow! I didn't even know. And he was only 49 years old. That is so sad. He was quiet um, about it. His family kept it kind of private from what I understand from reading about the whole thing. And yeah, it, that's 49. Man, that sucks. I mean, to lose young, anybody at 49, let alone a talent like John Paul Leon. Dude was incredible. Uh, Earth X was one of the first things that I really remember him doing and paying attention to. And it leveled me, blew me away. That yeah. shot of Cap wearing the flag with no shirt on and the shield down, like oh. yeah, yeah, old Cap. God, it was amazing. Uh, what uh, what some people may or may not remember is that uh, Leon was the. I don't know if he's considered the co-creator of the character, uh, but he was the original artist of Static. Yeah, and he is considered one of the architects of the Milestone Universe, which is super cool i believe he has uh, but a, he's a done stuff like creation i believe he does well i'm i don't know i don't know um it just says that he was the 
the artist. Uh, normally that sort of thing, it'll say he's the co-creator. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> He's if you're not super familiar with his work, uh, we mentioned Earth X and Static. He's also done stuff like uh, uh, The Winter Men, which was a Wildstorm book, right? It yes. was a Wildstorm book. Um, more recently, he did Batman Creature of the Night by Kurt Busiek, which was kind of a, a spiritual follow up to Superman's Secret Identity. Uh, and that book came out super duper late over the span of a long while. And I have to, I have to believe that he was sick during that time, which might explain some of the delays, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's a brutal bummer. John Paul Leon, a huge, enormous talent. And the dude was way too young. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, pour one out for, for JPL, that dude, he was awesome. A lot of pros had a lot of really nice things to say about that guy too. You didn't hear bad stuff. about. Oh John yeah. And it's not just that he was a great artist. It's that he was just a sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, there was a there was a story that I retweeted uh, from colorist Nathan Fairbairn uh, last week, where uh, Fairbairn was just trying to get his toe in to the industry. He was at a convention, and he was at John Paulian's table as a fan. He was like, "I'm not going to show this guy my work. It's too intimidating. It's like right. it's like being a it's like being an amateur penciler and meeting Jack Kirby." Sure, he's like, "No, I'm not doing it." And Leon saw that he had a portfolio under his arm and he's like, can I see your work? And this story that Nathan tells is the sweetest story of this guy, this like seasoned professional, already a major talent in the industry, taking the time to like encourage this up and coming artist. And it's such a cool story. You should go find it if you can. Um, it just, by all accounts, he was one of the nicest dudes in comics. Yeah. And it's a huge loss. 49, man. We I gotta, know, we gotta, we gotta shut cancer down. This is bullshit. I mean, I know, well, right. It's, uh, we're living in the future. Like why, seriously. The, why don't we have a vaccine for fucking cancer by now? Moving on to uh, slightly happier news. Slightly uh, happier. <laughs> slightly. I mean, it's all, ha- it's the all death up of a beloved here. career. <laughs> Sorry, Chip Zdarsky. You may be taking over Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a, there's a fun little uh, bit of speculation swirling around the internet. Uh, currently uh, free comic book day has been rescheduled for, I believe it's this August. And uh, Marvel has announced that uh they usually do like a um like a double feature book you know like last year or the year before it was like avengers half of it was avengers and the other half was something else right uh this year one of the halves is the hulk oh it's still the avengers so it's avengers and the hulk it's the avengers and the hulk yes yes and uh so jason aaron in his newsletter spilled the beans that chip zadarsky is writing the hulk half uh or pardon me, he's working on the whole calf. It's not clear if he's writing or drawing it. I'm sure that he's writing it. He's got to be writing it, right? But uh, they're not going to have an artist like Chip Zdarsky. And Chip Zdarsky's a great artist. It's true. Don't draw the Hulk. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just, that's uh, wrong wheelhouse. So the, the speculation is with the Immortal Hulk coming to a close this year, uh, is Chip Zdarsky going to be the next writer? to uh, shepherd the Hulk to give us new Hulk adventures. I honestly, I think that it's great. If it's true, I honestly do not know how you follow the immortal Hulk with anything. 
Yeah. I, I think it has to be Zdarsky. He's the hot guy right now. He's everything he's writing gets a ton of attention. People are loving his daredevil. He's and he can't stop. He like can't stop writing great stuff. Why not give him the Hulk for a while? I think it's an awesome choice. I mean, I'd be thrilled if he wrote the Hulk. Yeah. It's just like, I, I'm, I'm thinking of the immortal Hulk and what Al Ewing has done to that character. Well, you got to do something totally different afterwards. I mean, there can be legacy stuff that comes from it without a doubt, but you can't do more of the immortal Hulk. You just can't. That's Al Ewing's space. No, I, and that I, I, that I'm with you on, but you also can't easily put the immortal Hulk back in the basket you know what i'm saying no i mean it's like you can't just immediately switch gears and go back to like normal normal style hulk stories well unless it's going to tie up with them dealing with okay your disassociative personality thing you know is better or contained for now or whatever you know you can we shall see we shall see well but yeah so here's our question to you how would you guys feel if chip zdarsky was the new writer on the hulk we'll wrap about it hopefully uh, finally, for the nerd news, we've got uh, a bit of a clue about John Romita Jr.'s first project after his upcoming return to Marvel Comics. Uh, they've released a teaser image for a project called The Trial of Magneto. Yeah. And uh, it's a callback to the iconic <laughs> Uncanny X-Men number 200. Oh, my God. I love that book which so much. <laughs> John Romita Jr. also drew. And you is that the one? So Mags was wearing the purple. With the big M on yeah, it. Yeah, it's, right? it's that cover where he's wearing the yes. purple onesie. Oh, with my the, God. His arms handcuffed in front of him. Best Magneto costume ever. <laughs> I love uh, it's it. It's definitely a choice. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, August 2021, the trial of Magneto. And so we're going to learn more about that. Let's see. It's May now. So May, June, July. This is something uh, that's going to take place with the Hellfire Gala. And here's no, no, the, no, no, no. I think it is after the Hellfire Gala. No, what I'm saying Hellfire Gala, Hellfire Gala starts next month. Yes. Something at the Hellfire Gala is going to trigger this. And the spe- oh, yes, maybe. The yeah, speculation yeah, yeah, maybe. is a bunch of humans are coming to Krakoa during the Hellfire Gala. And the yeah. rule is we don't kill humans. Right. So what happens when Magneto gets all fired up because one of the guests is somebody he doesn't like at all who knows maybe sure yeah, maybe cameron know. hodge shows up or something and he's feeling much better he's not a robot maybe, anymore yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it could be and could be, uh, yeah you know the guy that the the the, la- the last member of the trask family right. that had anything to do with the who Sentinels. knows could, and magneto know. does that thing that actually doesn't work in reality and affects the iron in his blood which is non-ferrous therefore non-magnetic and makes him have a stroke or something i don't know <laughs> But regardless, I mean, there's all sorts of things you can do with magnetism to kill a dude. Magneto is going to kill a person Uh, or many people. We don't know. Um, But yeah, so he's he's um, he's in this like kind of kick ass black and white costume. It looks not. It's not the same as his like the the outfit he wears now is the Silver Age Magneto costume, but white. Right. Right. Uh, This is definitely different. Um, It's also not the all white sleeveless buff Magneto that Bendis gave us. Um, well, I mean, like you look, he's old, but he's still, he still hits sure, the bench. I mean, he's ripped. I he get still it. lifts, bro. Fit. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, this piece of art from John Romita jr. Kicks ass. It does. Now let's talk about John Romita jr. And I want to talk about it with you guys. I don't want to talk about it right here, right now, but I want to talk about it with you. John Romita jr. Is one of those, one of those artists. He is a legend. He is amazing. He is Arguably one of the greatest Spider-Man artists of all time. Mm. Most recently, we have seen John Romita Jr. draw some pictures in the pages of Superman. 
listen, let's just get down to it. John Romita Jr. doesn't know what a gorilla looks like. Yeah, not just that, though. It wasn't just, the gorilla was the worst. Gorilla Grodd was the worst case. But the art was bad. It was just bad across the board. It was bad. It was bad. But okay, is, that Car- again, is that Klaus Janssen? I, we're not going to get in. We're, we're going to open the floor to discussion. Yeah, I want to talk about I it. Will, I, I will point this out before we open the phone lines. Uh, this piece of art was not inked by Klaus Janssen. Yes. So, so maybe the know, magic is still there. I want to hear from you guys. Let's talk. We about will it. see. We will see. Uh, all right. So a couple of other bullet points just to prepare you. We've got a first trailer for Sweet Tooth. We've got Jupiter's Legacy, which dropped on Netflix yesterday. We will definitely be talking Gotta about talk it. And there will probably that. be spoilers. Uh, the finale of Invincible was last week, and it was amazing. And of course, if you still are feeling your feelings for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we can talk about that too. All right. Before we do, Joe Patrick, set us up the question of the week. I'm going to mute Zach again because I tried to unmute him, but it sounded like there's a bunch of really loud shit going in the background. So <laughs> be right back for you, Zach. Joe Patrick, All question right. of the week. Set him up. Uh, this Whoop. I did not paste it in because I'm dumb. Uh, this week's question was submitted by Zach. Uh, we are talking about dream comic book pitches, blue sky comic book pitches, if Love you it. will. Love it. Uh, so Zach's question is to pick a, a character or a character team, a writer and an artist. Your dream scenario for a comic book now i don't know if i don't remember if zach said this but we added the wrinkle creators can be living or dead yeah anything goes get weird with it if you want to pitch a storyline go for it if not that's cool too living or dead not imaginary can't make up creator sorry dudes zach i'm asking you to unmute you i mean yeah you can't obviously it can't be a made-up creator mr hollowell good morning hey boys how are we i'm great how are you guys we're doing good we're doing real good we're back in the cigarette we're doing the thing Joe Patrick's over the, the gunk that he went through. Oof. Yeah, Thank over the gunk. Uh, it was everywhere. Yeah. I hear. Oh, yeah. Um, if you so believe first that. First off, crap. I want to talk about Sweet Tooth. Let's talk about Sweet Tooth. I think Sweet Tooth looks amazing. I think it looks really great. Yes. Um, I do have a, a really good friend who's a comic book reader online that I've known for years and years. And he didn't like it. And he said it didn't look gross enough. Because he said, you know, Jeff Lemire, Sweet Tooth should look kind of disheveled and weird instead of this cute little boy. I argue, I don't think Jeff Lemire could draw something cute if he had to. I, I'm with you 100% here. And I, I, this is the main criticism I heard from people as well, where it's like, you either like Jeff Lemire's art or you hate Jeff Lemire's art. And if you haven't seen it, Google it real quick and you'll go, I like that or I hate that. And Sweet Tooth had a really weird gaunt look. But like kind of bagging his clothes and skinny and whatnot. That's not going to translate to the screen. You can't do that. You know, it's it's not. People won't have an emotional connection if everyone looks like a fucking freak. Right. Exactly. You can't. Yeah. Um, There was a thing that happened on uh, wrestling this past week in NXT. Kyle O'Reilly. He's a great wrestler. Showed up and he's supposed to be this like slacker bro, you know, and like he's got his flannel on and he's wearing a fedora and he just looks stupid. And you know why? Because he picked his own clothes. He just picked his own (laughs) clothes and put them on. Nobody dressed him, okay? And it looked bad. So if we just took it off the page and said, I don't know, let's just throw some baggy clothes on this skinny kid and put deer antlers on him, it would look stupid. You need it to look like a fairy tale. And I think they nailed that look. I love it. I mean, I I think, you know, 
you you may have uh, said this. I'm sorry, I was ignoring you while I was answering a question from Frank. Um, there's only so much Jeff Lemire you can translate to reality. Yes, <laughs> and uh, and I think that it looks fantastic. I I, I think that it, it it strikes the right tone. Right. Um. I. I was thrown off at first because I did not immediately recognize uh, a, a, a Jeopard, right? Right. Um, but I looked it up, and it's that black actor uh, yes. that's in the trailer. He's playing yep. Jeopard, and I really like him. The kindly old man. Um, right. Yes. Uh, well, he's not that kindly, but yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he turns out to be. Yeah. I mean, well, he's you know the, he he's got a soft spot for Gus. Right. Yes. Um, I I don't. I'm not sure what Will Forte's role is. Was Sweet Tooth's Will dad Forte in the book? Playing his dad. Will Forte's playing his dad. All right. Awesome. So I think he's only I think he's only listed as being in one episode, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I love I Forte. I think they're going to do a lot of flashbacks. Flashbacks, yeah. 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 I love Forte. Like all I, the time that they're living together and all that. I think right. the, the criticism that your buddy laid out, Zach, is totally unfair because I don't believe there is another comic book property that has been adapted to television where someone said, well, the look is wrong. It doesn't look like the art. Like nobody looked at the boys show and went like, ah, it's not dirty and Derek Robertson enough. <laughs> you know, well, Not to mention, let's think for a second about the sweet tooth story, right? The story is super fucked up and dark. Yes. The dichotomy of that story versus having a sweet young looking Gus. Yeah. Is going to make it even more horrible when that shit happens to it. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. You know, when he gets to the preserve and everything, people are going to have a much more visceral response if they're like, that looks like my kid. Right. That looks like something I can identify with more. Is it weird they're so, doing this on Netflix and not on HBO Max? Is that weird? I think it's no, kind of weird. because it's created around. Is it's, it's uh, yeah? Anything that came out from Vertigo own? is more than likely created around. If it's not a Sandman thing, okay. it's probably owned by the creators. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, if it's not, you know, if it's not obviously a DC property like Doom Patrol or, you know. Right, right. Um, but um, yeah, I would, I would bet money that Sweet Tooth is created around. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, and again, you know, I, I could be, I could have the details wrong on that. Like film rights, uh, streaming rights, these things, they're insane. They're, right. they're almost impossible to decipher right. if you're not an attorney. and this d i think hasn't sweet tooth been in the works for a while it, might, it might even predate the hbo yeah, yeah. it was going to be a movie and then it was going to be a series and then they kicked around who was going to get the series and then landed at netflix and i this is one of those stories that i don't want them to vary from the comic if you want to mix a time around a little bit and be like okay like this happened here and, and i go all right i remember that that's sort of out of you know time whatever but the story is so good that they better not fuck it up that's where i'm at on this one just do it just give me beat by beat sweet tooth it's borderline perfect in my book i love that story so much cried during the trailer that's how big of a baby i am me too me too <laughs> yeah it was good okay yeah confirmed sweet tooth is create around so okay. jeff lemire has can do what he wants with it but there we go um yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. I, and you know, and sweet tooth is the thing like Netflix, they do rated our stuff. Yeah. So it, it, it would have been fine, whatever, but sweet tooth is also the sort of thing where it's like, it, it, I don't need it to be on HBO max because sweet tooth is not inherently like 
gritty. But I also don't want it to be in on the CW. <laughs> so, well, I mean, but you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like sweet. The, the, the thing about sweet tooth is like, it wouldn't be the same if it wasn't for the cussing. That's not what sweet tooth is. No, the nudity. I need the nudity from sweet tooth. Right. <laughs> the full, the yeah. graphic full Animal frontal nudity. Kid. There are a lot nudity. of prostitutes in it. There are. That's true. Fair. There are a lot of prostitutes in there. And Fair. I think it's darker and grittier than you think, Joe. There's some like child murder and stuff. No, 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 no. I, I child mean, dissection. Yeah. No. Child dissection in it. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm not talking. I'm talking about like profanity and like it's it's not it's not TVMA. Uh, TVMA is probably like good enough for Sweet Tooth. Zach, I don't know if you know about uh, Joe's weird puritanical bullshit, but you can dissect a child in front of him. Just don't cuss while you're doing it, please. Okay. Yeah. Look. Oh yeah. <laughs> don't show. Don't show them any boobs. Don't cuss. Did you have anything else? For Zach? Show an evisceration. <laughs> Did you have anything else for us, buddy? I do. I want to answer my own question of the week. Do it. Okay. So I'm going to start with the pitch, right? Okay. So I, like I came this. up with a pitch. So Doreen Green has finally graduated with her computer science degree. Okay. Yay. But now she has to deal with the life of being a young woman in her 20s and all that with a prehensile squirrel tail. So she's got dating, friends, new job on top of being a superhero. She's trying to juggle it all and have it all by being a young woman in the city. Okay. But trouble is following her one step behind, literally. She finds herself being followed around by this short, bespeckled man wherever she goes. He's always there. And she thinks he's a little weird, but he's kind of sweet. But she doesn't know that he has this nefarious dark side. And Doreen, Doreen is part of his sinister plans. Interested. First, it will drive him to dress at his, his villainous alter ego, which is the acorn. In an acorn suit, she will trick Doreen into what she thinks is winning, but is exactly what the acorn had in mind. Oh, boy. Getting crushed between her powerful thighs. Oh, wow. Coming this summer from Marvel, Robert Crumb, Squirrel Girl. Drawn and written by Robert Crumb. Okay. The last issue will be written and storyboarded by Robert Crumb, but illustrated by Alex Ross, just because I think that would be fucking hilarious. Yes. No, I, yeah. I think if you're going to do it and you're going to go full pervert. Someone just stop sniffing fucking glue. I want Alex Ross getting one of his friends to pose in a squirrel costume. <laughs> yes. I've been thinking about this for years and it's my own private, like, wow. mental wow. Whenever you, I think about Robert Crumb doing a squirrel. You sick furry bastard. You. She's, she's like, she's just going to have these upsettingly <laughs> like graphically gargantuan legs <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These, these huge fucking thighs and him looking like he's about three feet tall in an acorn suit just yeah. being like rapture like, as he's wrapped between her legs getting crushed totally Profu sweating oh, profusely Alex Ross yeah. has to put Robert Crumb in the book the acorn character has to be Robert Crumb you know well, yeah. yeah, yeah, Robert Crumb. It's got to. The acorn is Robert Crumb. Well, Zach, like, this I am, is I am, I am actually. I can see in my mind's eye uh, the Robert Crumb art for this comic book. Totally. Uh, oh, totally. It's, it's gross. Well, Crumb is just going to do yeah. the covers. Alex Ross is going to do all the inside stuff. So. Well, no, Alex oh. Ross is only doing. Um, they're going to do an annual at the end. Oh, like, got it, got it. Yeah, like the big, the big wrap yeah. up. Yeah, and he does the full issue, but Robert Crumb, he's got to follow Robert Crumb's storyboards. Oh, good news. Michael Severe's kids love this idea. Oh, boy. <laughs> Zach, you're a monster. I'm hanging up on you, but I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Love you guys so much. <laughs> love you too, time. buddy. <laughs> oh, boy. That was... 
See, for just a moment, I thought he tricked us and we're like, oh, you know what, Zach? Maybe no, he's not no, going to go to that no. place. And then he goes straight to that place. Pervert. <laughs> he, already war- he already warned me that he was going to make it weird. Brian so. Domingos, good morning, sir. And how are you? Good morning. You know, when someone tells you how weird they are, you got to believe them. You yeah, know what it's I mean? true. You, yeah. You, yeah. 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 You just, yeah, yeah, just exactly. got to listen. Right. Um, so a couple quick things. The um, when it was announced that John uh, Romita Jr. was going to Marvel, uh, Joe said one of my f- favorite funny things is um, he said, is this a threat? Which um, <laughs> I think of anytime I see it, you know, and they're like, he's coming. It's like, careful what you wish for, guys. Yeah. Like, this is not uh, this is not the old days. This is a new, you know, super. I mean, that that Magneto it's hands, a- his hands were like. 11 feet long. They're yeah, like, yes. He, he, he's got, he does these like weird ass claws. Now these huge multi-segmented fingers. Yeah. I, like let's, let's talk about it. Brian is the magic still there. Does he have it or is no. it gone? Is, is he a quarterback that's past this? Just prime? like that. That's a, that's a flat. No, from Brian yeah. Domingos. Now I mean, keep in mind, there's quarterbacks a, past their prime that have won Super Bowls like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> how many, how many have done that? One. I can count and, uh, it, maybe one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who, who's, I mean, and that, and I'm, I'm, no, I'm not talking about Tom Brady. I, you know, like, oh. I'm talking about quarterbacks. Listen, it, it, this is, yeah, I'm in new England. That's all we think about. Okay. Fair um, enough. That's not the, true. The guy that got away. But, yeah. um, I mean, but think about Ramita jr. Like the, X-Men run he had was the eighties. He had that Spider-Man run in the late nineties. That right. was pretty solid. Um, yeah. and then he, he's kind of, he keeps coming back in these you know ways. And I don't know, like he's not, he's not terrible. It's just like, there are things where I don't know if it's like some new editor can't say like, Hey man, like, I don't know if this is working. You know, like, yeah. is it just like, you got to let him do what he's going to do. Right. Like he's go, it's like, you don't edit Bendis. You don't edit Jaramita Jr. Right. You know, like he's, this story makes no sense. It looks like garbage. Well, we got another issue of action comics done, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And, and you know, those guys like, God bless Bendis, you know, he like working with those dudes. He's just like, Oh, they're my heroes. I love them so much. What do you do? Can you can't come back to him and be like, Hey, um, the gorilla garage panel. Oh. We got to talk about this. <laughs> you know, like, like, no, you yeah, know? for real though. Like I, I, under, I understand, I understand like John Romita Jr.'s legacy in the comic book industry. And I can also understand that he probably gets a lot of leeway that some artists may not. Sure. But I don't, I like, I can't understand how any editor in good conscience could have let that go. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. And I'm like, looking, and, I, and I hate to harp on that one thing. <laughs> and I'm looking at this, uh, this trial of Magneto image, which is kick-ass. And I love the black costume and I love the hunched over gigantic hands and stuff. He's always done crap like that. Is this the same J.R. Jr. that we love? Is the, is it still there? I mean, I think he, this looks definitely different than he was. Yeah. So like, you know, like I, I'm thinking, like, I, I I'm thinking back throughout his career. And I remember the first time I ever saw John Romita Jr.'s art was on an issue of, of uh, Iron Man in like 1981 or two. And it was just basically like normal house style, you know, it, nothing distinct really. Right. Um, and then a few years later, he was drawing Spider-Man during that original Hobgoblin era. And he's starting to, to develop things that like you could look back at it now and go, Oh, John Romita Jr. 
And, you know, he did X-Men for a while and it was different again. I remember he when went he back came to on, Spider-Man. Yeah. I remember like I, I met him on Daredevil and that's where he just blew me away. Right. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. For but sure. When and he then, moved you know, to X-Men, so I was just like, eh. <laughs> I don't He's, I don't he's evolved. <laughs> he's evolved with every project. Yes. Definitely. And so like by the time in the in the early 90s, when he went back to Uncanny X-Men, like circa like issue 300. Um, he was doing that, you know, big blocky, big blocky guy style that he's got now. Right. And, you know, I still liked it, but it's, it's different. It's weird. And it's not what he was doing on Straczynski's Spider-Man. Brian. He like toned that down. Spider-Man was lean. He was sleek. Right. Brian, what do you think? How do you feel about this? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking as you guys are talking like other things like he, so the, the Spider-Man stuff was good. He did that Wolverine run with, uh, Mark Miller. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that yeah. image of Magneto reminds me of one of those Wolverine covers. I'm sure you could find it. Um, sure. Almost the same. Like just imagine that gangly hand with like three, you know, knitting oh. needles sticking up the top of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, yeah. he, it, it's it. it I feel like the X books are like, they are coming out and you're either in or you're not. And it's going to be you know, like, they're happy to have him, I guess. Like this whole thing about like, Oh, all these people are leaving to DC to go to Marvel. Like, okay. Like they always, it, it's a fluid thing. Like you can work anywhere you want. Like, sure. You know, so they're, they're going to make, they're going to promote their next big event because I feel like they, there's some, there's some event going on at the X books like every month. Yes, they announce them like four months in advance. And then it, it's a weird thing that they do. Like they, they promote and promote and promote, and then it gets solicited and then they quiet down. And then the next one comes out because they're already talking about this and the gala hasn't started. Yeah. Right. You That's know, true. like, and this is just their, their machine that they have. And it's, it's going to come out. It's going to look fine. It de- I think it depends a lot on his colorist too. Um, yeah. I think if Klaus those- Jansen is not there, it's going to look much better. And I think it's just time for us to say that their friendship is very sweet and we all appreciate it. And they definitely did some stuff together that we all think was super neato, but you guys are adorable, but move on time to stop. (laughs) You know, uh, Matt, let me share my screen. Will you? It's like a toxic relationship with, you know, your friends. I can't do that. But if you shoot me a link, I'll do it, Joe. I can't. Okay. Uh, I can't you guys, you guys are so awful together, and it's making us sad. Right? It, it's Here's just a, a toxic relationship, and that chat. is not to say that Klaus Jansen's a bad person, and they're in a toxic relationship. But when the when he gets his peanut butter and John Romita Jr.'s chocolate, it does not like a Reese's. A Reese's pieces is not born. You know, <laughs> like something else can, happens. I mean, it can. <laughs> it, there, there's just yeah. I mean, we we've spent you know probably a good hour talk you know over the, the years talking about that those it's action true. comics issues because right. they are horrendous um so my the, my question of the week kind of ties into the other thing that i've sadly wanted to talk about is the um the passing of um john paul leon which is like a gut punch of all gut punches yeah um yeah it just part of it is that he's he was 49 and that is as someone who is turning 41 this year like yeah terrifying right you know what i mean it, it's like oof, like this is not a guy in his 60s or 70s where you go yeah you know like you know and to find out he's been he, he was struggling with um with cancer for you know a quarter of his life is really yeah um terrifying yeah. and terrible right. and um he was uh joe you did you talked about a little bit with the creature of the night i know the last couple issues were delayed because of his um his, his treatments and stuff. And I, and that was the first time that I heard that he 
That's had horrible. that he was sick at all. Yeah, and that was horrible. probably like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, so for this to happen was like, not like I, you know, I wasn't like totally shocking, but it was still like, Oh my God, like it's just so tragic and, and sad. For and sure. he is, um, so he was so amazing. And, and his, there's a really good, uh, I put a link in the Facebook chat of the, um, the comic journal, um, obituary. Yes. Um, I'm looking at it now, which is, it's just a, a beautiful tribute to an unbelievably talented guy. And, um, like the winter men is one of those books where it changed the way I thought about comics. Yeah. It's an excellent book. It really was, you know, like the, the, the scripting of it, like his artwork, um, it's just a, you know, it's a Wildstorm published book, but it's not a universe book. Like it was just like where it ended up. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's just this really like human story about the tragedy of political superheroes yeah. and like the, 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 the hardness that happens and, and the, the shame and the sadness and the life of these, these people that, that are basically like Russian super soldiers. Yeah. And, um, it's beautiful and wonderful. It's and, sort of um, like the, the captain America story as told in Russia, like how it went down over there and it was bad. <laughs> it was yeah, very and, bad. And, you know, and, the, and one of them turns into like a cop and he's, yeah. you know, kind of investigating the murders and it's like, it's just, it's got, it feels like all these different things, but it's also like this wholly original thing. Um, and like when this happened, like I thought of Brett Lewis, who was the writer on that, like almost as like an artistic widow um, mm-hmm. because they were so close and it was like, cause Brett Lewis was in some awful um, accident. I think he was like mugged. Like, I don't know, 15, oh something. It was like almost 20 years ago. Okay. I do like, remember this. And he was like beaten badly. Yeah. He was like in the hospital, like almost like it was one of those, like he could have died. Yeah. Like, yeah. Horrible, 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 like tragedy crime that occurs. And the two of them were just like friends and they kind of like helped in, in, you know, Jean Paul helped him get through it and they worked together. And it was like his, almost like his, like his reason to live was to finish this book and like finish the scripts and get this out. And so it's like a really important story to him and you can feel it. Like it's, and it's just, it's amazing. And I don't know if it's in print now and no, it's not. Um, I look, cause at first I was like, Oh, Jim Lee, like publish this, but I found the credits and it's owned by Lewis and, and Leon. So I, mm-hmm. I hope it can find a, a life somewhere else. That would be um, cool. I hope so. You can, I'll bet you can find those back issues though. And they're not expensive. The back issues, yes, but the the collection is out of print, and it's it's doing that. the The market's doing that thing that it does, where it's like you can buy this trade, but it's one hundred and fifty dollars. Right? Don't do yeah. that. Don't do and, that. And uh, yeah, no, I like the 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 back issues have to be affordable, un- you know, sure. unless there's been some sort of spike because of his death. No but, way. I doubt it. Um, um, I will tell you guys, we talk about a lot of comics on the show, and we have a notes section called Required Reading, where all this will be in there. So, if you're trying to keep up. Stop taking notes. We'll do it for you. So yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, so, well, this uh, this um, this obituary has uh, some samplings of his art, and it's uh, it's art that a lot of people have shared in the past week. Specifically, this um, two page spread where the Celestials show up on Earth from Earth X, and like I've seen it in color, in inked and in color, but the original art, black and white pencils only is breathtaking. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like, I can't even, I can't believe what I'm looking at. And then there's this, um, 
Shoot these links into the chat, Joe, and I will share the screen. <laughs> Brian already put it into the chat. No, not the Facebook uh, chat. Into the Zoom chat. <laughs> oh, why did, oh, it's got to be in the Zoom chat. Yes. Okay, <laughs> um, but regardless, Brian, go ahead. What, what were you saying while Joe was doing that? So, yeah. So, so just sort of the, you know, the, the question of the week. I love these kind of questions. And, and it was making me think about um, what I... You know, you think about these these dream things, and you know, the living or dead is is taking a, a sadder turn. Um, but also, um, Chris Samney posted a um, a sketch he did, or you know, sketch to him. It's a sketch. It's everyone else. It's a work of I art. Um, it's it's. I mean, I, I hate Joe that is, shit, Brian. I, I hate I can't that imagine shit. As a, as an artist looking at that, being he's like, yeah, here's my warm up. It's warm like, up. Yes, me? that's what gets me the most. It's like, oh, today's yeah. warm up. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. It's my my <laughs> beautiful chiroscuro uh, warm up. Like, get the yeah, fuck out of here. right, right. It's like um, when they show like Tony Hawk just like dicking around on a skateboard, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, like, that was in my front yeah, yard. Yeah, it's just yeah. Tuesday. I'm just, you know, whatever. Um, it's warming up. So the he took, Chris Samney had that, um, and thank you, Joe, for pointing it out to me um, on Instagram. The beautiful um, uh, Wesley Dodds um, yes. Sandman uh, drawing that he did, and I think we need a. Um, and I can't figure out how it would be because I don't want a reboot, um, but I want more Sandman mystery theater comics. I want mm. to. Yeah. Um, yes. I think people need to see that. I can't believe they haven't made a TV show about it. You know, just it's the easiest do, thing. It's the easiest thing. You're the costume of dude in a gas mask. You know, that's it. Especially <laughs> after the um, well, that uh, that lawyer show they did on HBO. I can't think of it. the remake show they just did. Perry um, Mason. Perry Mason. That's it. Just do that. Do yeah. that in New York City. Yes. It's the easiest thing they could do. It looks exactly the same. Um, but I, you know, having a guy like Ben Percy and, um, or like Ram V, um, working with a Chris Samney or John Paul Leon on something like that, um, yeah. I think would be, you know, amazing. Um, and, and one of the things about John Paul Leon that was so that it was just a, a pattern I was seeing is that he would work with these guys, like on their first major works in some ways, like Ben Percy's first comics are two issues of detective comics that Leon drew. Oh, wow. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like, I don't know Ben Percy, like, but he's getting like, of course I'm going to read these comics because there's only so many of them. Um, and he's a good writer. Um, and then he did a couple eight page stories with, um, Dan Waters and Ram V. They did question stories over some, you know, it's secret files, oh, cool annual kind of yeah. things uh, yes. with, with Leon. And it's like, what a dream, like, yeah. work, you know, working on this iconic character with this amazing artist, um, and even on those, um, like those digital exclusive DC comics, those like, you know, like the behind the scene ones, I don't remember what they're calling, but like from the archives, um, right. they're releasing on the app. There's an entire, there was an entire unreleased. Oh, Leon. um, it's called let them live. Right. Right. And, it, and there's a, an entire Batman comic that had not, that was in a shelf, you know, in a drawer somewhere. I didn't mm-hmm. know. That's and it's awesome. like, my they're God, doing that. that's kick ass. Um, so the, you know, and it's not all of their first work, but it's like, you know, kind of, it's kind of bumping them up a little bit. Yeah. And I, I think that's really cool. And that, you know, what awesome. an honor for them. And, um, it's been a week and it's, I don't know him, but if, you know, it feels like a whole, yeah. you know, and so yeah, I actually, yeah, yeah. I don't have a copy of earth X. I don't think I've read 
the entire book. You should. Um, you know, I kind of followed it through Wizard Magazine back in the day. So I. Yeah, same. I, oh, EarthX I mean? is. The, now, just read the first one. Earth, the EarthX is fantastic. Right. There's like three series. There's Universe X and Paradise yeah, X. Yeah. And it gets a little. It, it falls in on itself. I'll say that. Yeah. You know, it gets high on, it gets high on its own. Supply. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I felt. Like you get into like Celestials and like, oh, I don't know. Like I don't really care about that stuff, but I. I ordered the, the trade this week. I said, I need it. Nice. Like I yeah. should have this. Why don't I have this? Like it's, it's, it's a, a slam dunk. So. And it's cool. Yeah. It's based um, yeah. off like a very Jack Kirby idea that he had for the Marvel universe that they didn't really play with. And in the future, it's like, Oh yeah, that Jack Kirby idea was there the whole time. And the heroes are defending the earth because it's like a celestial egg and stuff. And well, like, don't spoil it for Brian. <laughs> cool. Oh, well, I, I know that I know the broad yeah, strokes. There's no like, way yeah, you couldn't like, know by now. I mean, this book is what mach- 25 years yeah, old, I mean, you know, machine man and the spiders man yeah. and all that. Like I, I yeah. remember I, I see like the, the Alex Ross drawings you, and wizards, you know, your spiders man and whatnot. <laughs> spider, you remember spiders, man. Um, so, Ryan, we got, yeah, so we got some other peeps. We got to get in here, man, but it is always lovely to talk to you, sir. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Thank Have you, a good Ryan. One. Matt, I, uh, by all means let JD in, but I gave you those links. Um, especially share that, uh, Amazon link. That is the cover of, Wolverine enemy of the state, which is the exact drawing, but sub Wolverine for Magne <laughs> instead of Magneto. No, it's not that close. It is. Look at I'll it. Open it, it right Look now. At it's it. not that close. Come on. I mean, Look like the pose, the, is, fingers. the pose is similar. That's all I'm going to give you. The pose got the it's fi- similar. He's got the fingies. No, it's not the that fingies. bad. JD, the how the are you today, fingies. man? I'm good. I'm good. What are we rapping about? I saw you saying you hated the Sweet Tooth trailer. Come on. Come on. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say, I okay. didn't mean the trailer. Okay. You said you look at Jeff Lemire's art and you either love it or hate it. Mm. I'm in the hate it camp. That's fair. Um, That's sure. totally fair. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I think I mentioned him in my uh, question of the week a couple of weeks ago about weird artists that you either love or hate. Yes, you did. And in that same, same boat, my answer of the week this week is the same as that one too, which is uh Rodriguez. I think mm-hmm. I actually mentioned it then I want daredevil written by Kelly Thompson drawn by Rodriguez. I love it. I would read the hell out of it. That sounds fantastic. But since I already gave that answer, I did come up with another one, which is I would like more of a out there pitch is I want a Spider-Man life story style story about the entire Marvel universe written by Chip Zdarsky and drawn by Phil Hester. Ooh. ooh okay. Ooh. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. That that I, did something to my body. I don't that, hate that like, at all. I would like that a lot that, better that, than that Kurt That did Busek's. something to my... That reached into my lizard brain and caused a... <laughs> caused a spasm in my in my body i would rather read that than kurt Busiek's latest marvels project shut up is a logical progression or time age marvel universe set now where we have like our legacy heroes and the other heroes are appropriately aged you know where you've got like the avengers is led by kamala riri and nadia yeah for example, like in the future and they're adults, but no, like, not, but that's the thing, not the future now. Oh, you're saying right now. now. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's what life story is. Like time has progressed normal. Oh, gotcha. Right. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. 20, okay. 2019 Peter Parker, 75 years old. Right. Right. <laughs> in life story. That's what I'm talking about. And I forget I that. That's how, yeah, it was like real time. I, like 
Spider-Man really did become Spider-Man in the 60s, more or less. Right, right, right. Right. And I was looking through like some of the other stories where the legacy heroes are have taken the place and they're all like what you assumed, Matt. They're all future dystopias. Right. And I'm like, can we get like Patriot as Captain America or, you know, Kamala as Miss Marvel in the but not have it be, you know, uh, old man Hawkeye. <laughs> right, right. Far flung future. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, and, even, and that's one of those things where it's like. We talked about the DC thing where they have the universe where nobody gets old and that solves right. that problem. Right. Then, yeah, go ahead. Do it. You know, why not? We're all the same age. Who cares? Like that doesn't fix it either. <laughs> it's very right, difficult. Right, right, right. Yeah, like, it's the omniverse, it, Matt. Right. Don't even yeah, forget gonna, that, Matt. It's the omniverse. If you're going to do it realistically <laughs> or you're going to do it omniverse style, both ways kind of suck, you know, <laughs> so yeah. it's tough. <laughs> so. I wanted to pivot off of Marvel and DC real quick. I read uh, that new, uh, the old guard one shot. Yeah. This oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. It kicked uh, ass. It's and awesome. Then was, and then I was listening to someone else do a description of uh, <laughs> Keanu's berserker book. And yeah. how is Greg, how is Greg not like suing their asses? I mean, it's the same fucking concept. Well, okay, look, it it is, and it's I not. Mean, it it yeah. is in the sense Except that, like, that this time he's a caveman, Jamie. Yeah, well, he's no, a but here's the thing. Man. How many immortal <laughs> characters have we read about? I mean, like, you could say, well, they just ripped this all off from Vandal Savage or whatever, you know? I yeah, mean, I mean, it, everything is everything's the same as everything yeah. else. I, not yeah. me, but like, you're not wrong. You're not like the no, uh, you're not wrong. warrior reborn and through especially time. Especially the timing, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Um. No, you know, I, I, you're not. I can see the argument coexist, though, in my mind, right? It's like Vanilla Ice going, no, 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 no. My baseline goes, dun, 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 And it's like, okay, well, yeah, Berserker goes, dun, 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 dun. And <laughs> no, it went up. That was a dun, 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 dun. That was his argument. Yeah, like, right. mine goes up. Uh, I thought it was that it had an extra, you know, no, 16. It goes, mine goes up. The queen one goes down. So totally different. Uh-huh. Um, but but yeah, yeah. I mean, guard I can it. coexist, though. They can absolutely coexist. And they're both great. I don't know if you read they are Berserker. Very, very similar. Berserker number and that two. actually did not occur to me when I read Berserker. Berserker 2 came out last week. It was just as good as the first one. It's amazing. It's an amazing book. How it, badly did, did Keanu get fucked up in this one? Even worse. <laughs> like, oh, even worse. Like, it's body horror at this point. I just want and that guy to be okay, you It's know? fucking I fantastic. I just want Keanu to be okay. Yeah, if you have not read it, it seemed like it was going to come off as a movie star does a comic book, which blah, can result in, like, what was the Jada Pinkett Smith book that she did? <laughs> oh, Menace. Oh. It was called Menace. Oh, no, I was thinking, I, th- there was one that uh, Rosario Dawson did uh, that was yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the police thing. Oh, it God. was like, um, um, if you're not careful, we're going to end up with a cosmic long box. It's called Celebrity Guest Stars. <laughs> no, you know what? Let's do it. I, not <laughs> not next time, not the time let's after that, do it. but let's put that on our list. Oh, my Celebrity God. Comic. Like, it has to be a comic, like an original idea pitched by a celebrity. Like that's that's um, all it. I I feel like it was part of that um, Minotaur imprint. Oh man, May which was been. a Top Cow imprint that Greg Rucka was involved in. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, Rosario Dawson comic book. Yeah, Alyssa Milano. Oh comic. no, I'm wrong. I'm thinking of something else. But this book is called OCT. Occult yeah. Crimes Task Force. Oh, I yes. do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and this cover, this is Rosario Dawson. This is Rosario Dawson. 
Yeah. Uh, on the cover of the, it's an image comic too. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's listed as one of the creators. She's not, mm-hmm. uh, it's not just like Rosario Dawson's OCT. It's like, no, this book was written by Rosario. Like she full on wrote that. The most famous, there's the most famous example of that, which is mayhem. <laughs> oh yeah. Look at this cover. This is 100%. I'm going to share this. It's 100%. She's just like, I want to be in it though. <laughs> you know, like, I, I am, like Keanu didn't. Yeah, I mean, like, no, like, it's true. It's that's true. A, no, and Keanu absolutely does, and I get it. Like, this is the one time, for some reason, that it seems to be working in the pages of Berserker, where like you're drawing Keanu Reeves. That's obviously Keanu Reeves, and normally I would be like, God damn it, get Keanu Reeves out of my comic book. That's stupid, right. but it's working. It's totally working, and it's got to just be, you know. Cachet from his action movies carrying over to comics. Or Look whatever. up the one that Alyssa Milano did because I feel like she did like a, a like a hacker comic. Oh, I'm yes, sure it was something like that. Uh, oh God, what have we done? <laughs> yeah, JD, you were you were derailing this entire asshole establishment. Uh, hacktivist is what it was called, but she was hacktivist. Hacked. Yes, she hacktivist. was not in it. She just like came up with the idea. She's not actually like in. You know what? I think that came out. After we started the show, and I think we, we reviewed, reviewed it. it. We reviewed it. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's where I heard about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the Jada Pinkett Smith comic was called Menace, and it was published by Rob Liefeld's company. Woo! So you know it was good. Well, I mean, like, uh, how could you not, man? Jada Pinkett Smith whoops, was so hot video. at the time. Don't play this know? video. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. And she's got like angel wings and like clown makeup on. Yeah. I don't even know yeah, what the yeah. hell's going on. It was a thing. whole goddamn thing. Um, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm all here for I'm here for that segment. I can't wait. For we'll it. do it. How but do you spell Alyssa Milano? You are no Is longer with a Y or an I with a Y. Uh, but you're no longer allowed to derail this show anymore, JD. All right. We have other people that need to get in here. <laughs> sure? Okay. We will talk to you soon, buddy. Okay. Bye, JD. Michael was in here earlier and he popped out. I'm going to try and see if he wants to talk to us now. Mr. Severe, are you with us? Can you hear me? We can hear you. Yeah, can you hear me? How are you, sir? Uh, yeah, we're in the, well, I'm good. I'm good. We're in the car driving to Lincoln. And so I had to go to, over to Facebook and then back to Zoom. It's a complicated process just to listen to you people. You're not driving, are you? It's true. Well, you know, I got the little computer thing going on in the car. It just, I talk through the car. Okay, okay. Back to me. All right, just be you know, careful. It's not like, it's not like Knight Rider. We, we don't want to be the like we were famous for a lot of dumb shit. We don't want to be the show that killed Michael Severe. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Well, that, would be, that, would be, that wouldn't be a problem. Be the fact that the whole family went would be the issue. No, but see, what they would all live, and then they would come and kill us. That would be the story. Like they took that our father. Be, you know, <laughs> just think about how much our stock prices. Would yeah, go up, it would though. become a revenge storyline though, and the comic would be bloody as hell. It'd be great. Oh man, that would be awesome. Uh, couple things I said to you guys a few weeks ago. I'm tired of people thinking that we're going to get a surprise when Marvel is very predictable and they like it. Yes. Why are you mad about the Sharon thing when we know that it's everything's been predictable? And it's true. Yeah, it's true. Like I should, we should not have been surprised that they went with the very obvious. I don't disagree. And like, okay. And I keep taking, making wrestling, you know, references here, but just like the WWE, when they are showing you something, it's probably because they want you to see that thing. Yes, Sharon is doing some type of heel turn. Now I'm calling my shot. And Frank Cirillo agrees with me in the chat. She's either A, a scroll, and she's going to be part of the secret invasion stuff they're leading to, or B, she realizes that the scrolls have already invaded, 
are already here. She trusts no one and she's running her own scam or her own op on the side as this power broker thing. So, but I don't I, think that I don't, I don't know why people evil. are so convinced she's a scroll. She's been wronged. She's been wronged by her country. Yeah, she's I agree. bitter as hell I, about it. I agree. Like people have gone bad for less. Sure. But yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's just the obvious one. It seems like it's what it's always been the obvious stuff. Also, I'm so tired of people not liking the last episode of a series. The penultimate episode is always the best episode. Yes. The last episode's got to wind stuff up. And remember, mm-hmm. they're going to keep going. And so all the questions you may have, that's in the next part. You know, right. it's, it's, it's a long series of novels that we're, we're getting. And so people get so upset about the final oh, episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. Series. Yeah. And it, it, that's the way it works. Yeah, like, no, look, it, it's, a, it's, it's the same thing as like a, as a play or a movie. It's like the climax does not come at the end. The climax comes, you know, three quarters. Three yeah, quarters of the way in, and then it's the falling action. Rising you know? action, and then climax, and then denouement, as they call it. Den- <laughs> yes, den- denouement. Den- denouement. Good job, man. No, and the other thing is these Marvel stories can't just, you can't just put a bow on it and be like, done. There you go. Felt like a good ending, right? They're setting up something else. There has to be set yeah. up for more. Yeah, it's an ongoing story. Like, if you don't think we're going to see Sharon again when the when Cap 4 comes out, you're right. fooling yourself. Of course, like, of course we don't get to understand why Sharon became the power broker right now, because that's what, not what the show is about. Right. This is a comic book brought to life. And this is what we do in comics. Every time we read one, literally every issue. It's true. It's just like, I I think, you know, it's different with the movies because we don't have weeks of anticipation wondering how they're going to end with WandaVision. That show was so buck wild that (laughs) we didn't, we did not know from week to week what the hell was going to happen. Right. And so the 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 speculation hype kind of took over and we all fell for it. Right. Which was part of the fun. You but know, it, like it's, that's part of the fun. One of was but different in the sense that it was a like, personal story, too, though. So you can end that chapter. You can say this is a very personal yeah, yeah, story. Yeah. It's about her living through her trauma, where she ends up afterwards. The end. Right. Captain America. It's also, it's also not like. If you can't quite apply the same sort of thinking to a show like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? Because it's not like we already know what we already know the tone of this story. It's not like we've seen three cat movies. We know what it's about. Right. Um, and yeah, so I think, you know, like the joke was <laughs> where everyone was like, who's the power broker? And the easy joke was like, the power broker is Mephisto. <laughs> I want to talk about the, the Bad Batch real quick because Oh yeah, so forget the Bad Batch, boys, I forgot Neither one of my boys are really into sports, right? So we don't necessarily share that But we share Star Wars and all the Marvel stuff, which is really cool So we're sitting there, we're watching the first Bad Batch Which I love that it was 70 minutes Because it gave you so much, like a mini movie Yeah And I mean, within the first five minutes They introduced, you know, Kanan essentially, right? And Logan, my youngest, is like, oh, no, what? And he, like, he knew I missed it, right? They said Caleb or whatever. I completely missed it. The excitement level and his face that they had introduced Kanan that quickly into the Bad Batch and gave us that yeah. little bit of touch was, was spectacular, you know? And then there's, I'm thinking there's kids and adults all over the world watching the exact same thing we're watching and having the same kind of reaction. Yep. The community aspect of these shows is awesome. We yeah. used to sit in our basement or in the attic and read these things by ourselves. And now we're experiencing it through this as, comedi- as a community. I think it's awesome. It's, it's, 
that match so far has been incredible. I think. Star Wars. Yeah. Is also you know, I, like I totally agree. And like you might, you know, Matt, just to kind of head Matt off at the past. I'm not going to uh, no, Don't do that. I know. I'm just saying, <laughs> don't uh, like not everyone's going to love it. Right. Not right. everyone's not everyone's going to love it because they don't like the Clone Wars or whatever. But oh, like just, cool. I no, I'm just saying, I don't I'm like just, I'm just saying, you know, that they're out there. You know that they're out there. I have an allergy but, to all things prequel. I, it, it's the, just like my throat starts to close up. My eyes itch. <laughs> my sinuses go insane. The second I hear a robot talking like Bugs Bunny, I'm just like, you know, okay. Roger, Roger. Uh, you know, uh, but I, I totally agree. Like whether you like the show or not, the, the idea that like we can have this communal experience Right. Like, isn't it, isn't it exciting that X happened? Sure. You know? And like, like it's exactly like with WandaVision, right. Or Avengers Endgame, uh, which was, which was just like, I know that there are people out there that are salty about the MCU. Those people are idiots. Um, <laughs> but look, I'm sorry. I, like, I, I get it, you know, but like my, um, you know, Rob, don't you, Matt, Rob, uh, Rob mock. Yeah. No, Rob. He worked. He worked for Chris at Impact for a while. Yeah. Um, Hit his head and uh, like never thought straight again, and like has weird ideas <laughs> no. about like Marvel um, movies. Uh, <laughs> our, our friend Rob. Rob. Rob used to work for me at Legend Comics and Coffee. Rob thinks that the MCU movies are, and this is a quote, trash. Well, that's just because there's always wow. got to be one cool guy. that's like I, I hate it, the cool it's not, thing. That that's Rob though. Like you know I don't mean cool to throw thing? Rob under the bus. But I hate that's it. Just, <laughs> That's not like he's not hating it because it's cool to be contrarian. That's just he's he's just not he's just not into that sort of thing. But there was also no I, reason I to out that, him and name him. You realize? I, but I don't no mean reason to, to like, do that. I don't mean to. I don't mean to like point Rob out as you could say we all have a friend that problem. does this thing. <laughs> you know? But I mean, I, I I like I don't understand how you how you can't watch those movies and at least get kind of swept up in the excitement that yes. everybody's okay. so to go back to what we were talking about the yeah. bad batch i look i understand that people really like these animated star wars and i'm all for them making more i get it and that community that loves it deserves it the prequel stuff i just can't hang and i watched the bad batch and it was well done the animation is very cool I, it just doesn't do anything for me because that 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 storyline, that prequel storyline is so just awful to me that it's like, it's like trauma that I can't revisit, you know, <laughs> and I just, I living through again, living through it from a different angle. That's, that's incredible. Now, by the way, the last four episodes of Clone Wars, if you took that and made it into a full length picture and you put it on the theater right now, it'd be the fourth best Star Wars product ever made. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I just can't. I just. Uh, I've tried. I just can't hang. And there, again, I'm glad I, that it's there, and I'm glad you guys loved it. And I love that when I was saying I don't love it, I could hear your kids in the car like, ah, you know, <laughs> like throw. I pictured them throwing stuff at the windshield. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just. You look. I, I. I had a hard time getting into Clone Wars as well, uh, okay. for similar reasons. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm willing to be convinced, you know, like unlike Matt, I'm willing to be convinced. Frank Cirillo, uh, Frank Cirillo brought up Star Wars Rebels, which I actually loved. Great too. Yeah, I love it too. Um, yeah. Like Clone Wars is a different thing because it's got all the baggage with Anakin and stuff. But right. Rebels, I love. I did like Rebels. And, yeah, Rebels, I definitely liked. And when I saw Caleb, young Kanan, uh, yeah. like getting that backstory of what happened 
Like originally, uh, they did it in the Kanan comic book that Marvel right. put out. Right. Yeah. Um, but to actually see that uh, where he runs across, like where he's like br- he's brought the Bad Batch in as reinforcements, and then he sees Or sixty six get executed uh, by the regular clone troopers that are there, oh. and he's so horrified. Uh, to be near the bad batch, even though the bad batch are like, what the hell is order 66? What's going on? Like they're, they're different. They're not susceptible to the mind control. And uh, like that was so effective. Yeah. That was cool. I, I, I thought that was cool too. I just think uh, order 66 is stupid. Now well, shoot the uh, now Jedi with your Why gun. Is order 66 stupid. What do you think happened? <laughs> now, to all the because Jedi? we spent three <laughs> movies. We spent three. I'm not going to go in the whole ramp, but we spent three movies with millions of lasers flying at Jedi. And Jedi's just like, what up, man? Let's get out of here with your laser crap. Yeah, Come but on, it's, I'm a yeah, Jedi. Like you, and then they go order 66. Oh, that's pre- I'm sure that that's right not exactly how it went down. Matt. We did not actually <laughs> see that happen. Come on. <laughs> and look, it's different. If you are standing, if you are a general. Yeah, in the in the um, Republic Army, leading a troop a, a troop of clones into Four battle, children. and you're standing in front of your troops after a hard fought battle, and you have and mental sudden, powers, and you can hear what people are thinking, and you can tell no, when people are evil. Jedi's are not. Come psychic. on, Joe. Yes, they can't they, read thoughts. They absolutely have mild psychic abilities. There is no question about that. They don't. They have, telepathically not talk they don't to each ESP. other sometimes. No, they don't. Are you telling me Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi never telepathically <laughs> spoke to Luke? <laughs> run, Luke. Do run. you mean the ghost of Obi Wan no, Kenobi, Matt? I, no, I mean live. I mean Yoda when he was alive did it as well. It happened a lot. They are all mildly telepathic, no question, or, Sending or a, empathetic, like, or whatever. Order sixty six is stupid. Having no, no, no. Having Luke, having Luke have a force vision of Obi-Wan saying, use the force is different than him having a conversation with Obi-Wan via brain. How about when Ray and they Kylo Ren had a conversation over thousands of miles of outer space? Listen, that wasn't, don't even come at me with that. That was that a mental thing shit? about that whole thing about them being a dyad or whatever the hell they No, I'm not it. talking about that. No, I'm just look regardless. Listen, we're, uh, listen, we're not going to have this whole fight. Here. Yeah, we're way I'm off just topic. Saying, Michael, I got to get they, some other people no, 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 in here, no, wait, and I don't, don't want you to wreck your up, car. Don't hang up on my Joe Patrick's going to talk for another 25 minutes no, if I, I don't am cut not, him off. Just give me two <laughs> dang seconds. Give me two dang seconds. Yeah. Uh, I, loved, I loved that scene with Caleb. I loved his reaction to the Bad Batch. I loved their reaction to his horror. Uh, I, I thought it was a very excellent episode. Uh, before we go, I want to apologize uh, to Mrs. Severe for talking about Squirrel Girl's uh, oh, prodigious oh, yeah, she thighs she wasn't in front of your children. It's kids, yes, but not the wife yet. Now, I'll explain to her later what happened with that. Oh, so okay, great. Thanks for bringing it up, jerk. <laughs> well, who's laughing then? All right. She's laughing now, but she didn't hear it originally. It was at the house, and the kids were with me, not the wife. So. Oh, well, uh, sorry you have to explain that, Michael. His but wife, wouldn't. You. she wouldn't subject herself to this garbage that we peddle on the internet. I thought me? they were in the car together, She Matt, is a refined woman. Michael's not going to put her in front of this garbage. Come on. <laughs> Michael, it's good to talk to you, man. I'm just sorry for everything. I'm just sorry. <laughs> love you guys. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Love you. Frank Cirillo, get in here. I'm asking you. I'm not asking to mute you. I'm forcibly unmuting you. There we go. Well, I guess I do have to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. There okay. he is. Thank you, Frank, for agreeing with me. They do, they do not have psychic they do cell not. phones. Okay. No. So look, Jedi, Jedi are not psychic. 
Okay. They can sometimes feel what's going to happen. They can feel things, but they are not. And that's not always. It's like having spider sense. They can sometimes it's, see the, yes. I, okay. I agree with that. Can, yes. Absolutely agree with that. Not, spider they sense. Can't, they can't read the minds of the clones. The reason why that was so successful was exactly what Joe said. They were in, standing in front of their troops and all of a sudden, Executor 66, um, okay, shoot him in the back. You're never going to okay, sell me also, on this one. It also wasn't then, something never going to sell me on this no. one. And then you got was, and there, I'll, was I'll, never, there was never any there was never any chance to detect some sort of premeditation because right. it was like flipping a switch. You can exactly. argue that. The Emperor you said, can argue that anything that happens in those movies, the murder. Jedis have a leg up because they can. They are as fast as they are and they can sense danger. But in this one okay. thing, they can't. I will, I will say that a Jedi can probably fight off a small amount of stormtroopers, maybe like five or eight. But when you've got 30 guys firing blasters at you at the same time, there's no way that you're going to defend against all of them. What about when they had the super right. troopers that fired a million lasers, those big robots, no, and we got no. to see, Listen, you know, you and McGregor like you said, you said, and like no. leaping around. You're <laughs> never going to convince him because he's at a standing <laughs> desk. No, I understand. <laughs> right, it's true. He's a, he's the sort of guy that stands at a, I'm standing, a standing desk, desk during his comic book podcast. I'm a standing desk guy now. I don't need to listen to this crap, okay? Whatever. <laughs> uh, look, Listen, you can't you can't tell me that Jedi's can't be hurt or killed. I'm not because saying that. Because of course that. they can. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we spent how many movies watching them mow through stormtroopers, clone troopers, I mean, and only having to deal with the baddest of the bad. If you killed a Jedi, yes, it's because Matt, you were like Boba Fett badass. Okay, they're fighting one at a time. They're not fighting thirty Give at me a break. once. Right. Give me a Grievous. Break. I mean, look at Grievous. Grievous. Grievous was able to take out a lot of Jedi. Yes. He's got all those lights. Because he was super badass. Now, That's I right. hate He's the character. He's six Jedi. And I thought he was right. super stupid, and he had a glowing red spot in his chest where all you do is shoot at that weird heart thing that's like crumpled up, <laughs> and you'll yeah, kill like him. A video game. He's like a video Apparently game. nobody knew that. He's like Apparently a contra bad guy. You know? They don't <laughs> have on. video games in the Star Wars universe, man. Exactly. They exactly. only have hologram chess. All right, enough of this. Frank, uh, what did you right, want to talk about? Real quick, real quick. David Robbins, David Robbins in the chat in the Zoom chat says they're empathic, not telling Yes, empathic. yes, absolutely. Like Troy, and we know how but effective she there, was. There's no chance to Don't detect you bad intentions. Talk about Deanna Listen, Troy like I that. love Deanna Troy. I love <laughs> Mar Marina Sirtis. She's an amazing actor. She's okay? beautiful. They, she's sweet. They did her dirty in that series. They did. They didn't give. They they really just they undercut her character so much. Yeah, she's a she's a tremendous actor. Her and main really power. And, her main power is yeah. crying. You know, when bad. Yeah, yeah, Captain, yeah. I, they're I, so I mad. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I really, I love her as an act, an actor, and I think she's fantastic. Her performance in Picard was so great. You know, just excellent. really, yeah. Like without even saying stuff. Anyway, I don't want to get off on that. I'm, I'm going to talk about the stuff you guys are talking about. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, I thought it was like I thought the sweet tooth thing was like the Dunwich horror, like kind. Of, I thought it was like kind of that kind of yeah. uh, thing. Because I haven't read the comic, so I'm like, oh wow, this is kind of cool. This is, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. It looked cool. There um, is a very, very <laughs> creepy horror aesthetic to it, but it's not right. what you think it is, and that's what's okay. so great about the story. They sort of oh, that's turn cool. that aesthetic on its head. And right. man, if you have not read it, I would highly gonna, recommend I'm, I'm, reading the book before you watch this. I'm going to do that. I started reading. What was that? The the lock and key. The one with the the keys for the house. Lock and key with, is so is much better key? than that show. That, that was yeah. so good. The book is it was so, so much show, better than the show. Yeah, it was so much. It really was. Um, I loved it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to check out, I'm going to check out, um, Earth X. I've never actually seen Earth X. It's like, I used to go in the comic shops and see it and go, what is this? And I'd pick it up and be like, this looks awesome. It's and great. I'd never pick it up. 
I never actually picked it up to read it. I don't know. I don't know why I never really did, but yeah, you know, I, I, you know, you guys said it, it's a lot. The loss of a guy like that is just, is just very tragic to everybody, you yeah. know, his family and the fans and everyone, you know, in the industry. Yeah. Um, Earth X, Earth X was sort of Marvel's answer to kingdom come. Okay. Uh, that's, you know, that's kind of yeah. what I thought too. Yeah. It was their no, Dante's I mean, it's, Peak it's, to Marvel's Volcano, you know. Or yeah, I mean, it's a it's a very different. Their Armageddon very, to DC's very Deep Impact, thing. if you will. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not. I'm see. Okay, so and then and I'll talk about what's his name, um, John Romita Jr. You know, when he took over the X Men after Paul Smith, I mean, that was that's a big letdown. Yeah. Right. You know, the stories were good, but it was like the art style. I just didn't like his art style. When, I didn't when either. I, when when you go from Paul Smith. To John Romita Jr. was like, oh man, this is not good. It's because it looked like they were trying to do the same style, but it just didn't work. And and I was that that's when Storm did the whole Queen of the Morlocks yeah, and yeah. you know, and and I was just like, this isn't working for me. I, I just didn't like his style. And um, I don't I don't disagree. It's not like not look, better. I love John Romita Jr. before yeah, that. Yeah. I loved him on Daredevil. I loved him when he, he did like some Fantastic Four stuff. And like the guy was a legend, but I didn't right. want him doing my X-Men. It, it just didn't yeah, yeah. work for me. He's, you know? I mean, I, I, I've i come around on his art I've, and then I've come back around on his art. Some of this stuff Same I don't here. like. I don't like when he's being uh, inked by Klaus Jansen. It looks, it oh. co- you know what? Klaus Jansen is great on Frank Miller. Yes. Um, yes. You, you know, I mean, fantastic I, on Frank Miller. Without it, a doubt. I, I would go so far as to say that Klaus, like, Klaus Jansen is a legend in the industry as an inker. Yeah. And I am sure that on many other artists, Claus Jansen is an amazing collaborator, mm. but his inks on John Ramita's junior yeah. on John Ramita junior's pencils are garbage. Yes. And they have it, been it for makes a that long art time. look like garbage. Yeah. This is not yeah. a recent thing either. Is that it's been this yeah. way for a long time. It looks like, so John Ramita's juniors, like I, 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 the thing I don't like about it is that everything looks like it's wrapped up. You know, like tied with strings. Yeah, kind of. Yes, you're not. Way, I, that's exactly way, right. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. You know what I mean? It's like it's got way too many wrinkles in it. And I'm like, yeah, uh, like, like they're wearing, um, like they're wearing, uh, like compression gear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll give you an example. If you ever saw the documentary on, you've mentioned Robert Crumb before, but if you ever saw the documentary on Rob, Robert Crumb, his brother in the, if you ever see his brother's artwork which was better than Robert Crumb's artwork. But like, as he got toward the end of his life, which he killed himself, you know, spoilers, um, his artwork started to get twisted. And like, he would, everybody looked like they were like twisted up, yeah. you know? And that's kind of what John Romita's style looks like. I mean, he's a, he's a fantastic artist guys. I love the guy's art, but it's not, it's, it doesn't work for certain things. And yeah, on Superman, I was just like, not on Superman. It doesn't, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about it. No, so there, there are, there are other kind of looser inkers that look good on John Romita Jr. Yeah, yeah. Not Klaus Jansen. For me, Cla- uh, for me, Romita Jr. is at his best when it's clean lines. Clean you lines. Totally. Okay. Totally. This picture you got up here. Okay, this picture you got up here. You know yeah. what this reminds me of? Gil Kane. This looks like yeah, Gil Kane. I agree. I right? agree. It does. Okay. Which I love Gil Kane. I, I, when, when I saw Gil Kane for the first time, I was like, wow, Gil Kane, this guy's amazing. This new guy is amazing. And somebody said, no, no, he's not new. He's been around for 20 years already. Right. You know, right. like I had no idea that Gil Kane was somebody, but I loved his work. I loved what he did. Um, and, and this sort of reminds me, you know, like, but it's like, it sort of reminds me of that, but it's not quite 
not quite there. Yeah, it's not good. I, I think the composition of this piece is bad, which is a whole different. Yeah, like, yeah I don't well, want to yeah. get into that. It's a whole different yeah. thing. Frank, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. You're talking um, about. But like I'm looking at this and I want to know what the hell Brainiac 5 is crouching on. He's <laughs> yeah. got one knee up, up like you can only see one knee, but it's obviously that he it's obviously he's crouching down. But there's nothing there. There's no structure there. Right. Yeah. 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 Now um, here's another piece he did, and this is uh th- this is Jr. Junior and Jansen, and I think this is fantastic. Like, you see, the, it's there's, not there's always bad. With the, it's with the, the lines. Line. Like, look at all those li- like mummy wraps. The weird lines. shading. And, and yeah, his, and his hands look like they're clubs. Oh, you yeah. know. But it's that's like it, he's always done that. I mean, look at Jr. Junior's yeah. Daredevil. I mean, not you know? all, not always. But I mean, yes, you look at you look at Dark Knight, you know, and you get. You know, you kind of see a little bit of that, but but if you uh, look at if yeah. you look at his art from uh like it it wasn't a good story. I, I did not like it. Um, mm. but if you look at Ramita Jr.'s art from Superman Year One, which was written by Frank Miller, it was a black label comic. Mm. Uh, the inker was Danny Miki. Okay, and I thought that the art in that book was phenomenal. Hmm. I'll have to check it out because it's such a it, like it's so slick and clean and it's mm-hmm. like and it plays to Ramita Jr.'s strengths as an artist. Um, like other other inkers that he's had, uh, you know, uh, it's like for the longest time he was inked by um, Dan Green was the guy's name in mm-hmm. the uh, in the 80s and 90s. I think he's the guy that inked his Straczynski run on Spider-Man. Okay, um, but. If you look at uh, if you look at uh, his art, yeah, look at that. Uh, like that, you know, this is obviously a different Superman. He's right. young and thin, yeah. or whatever. But um, <laughs> if you look at um, if you look at Romina Junior's art for when he uh, um, took over Spider Man in the early eighties, and right. uh, it was still kind of a, it was still like a very um, pleasing mix between mm-hmm. Ramita senior and Ramita junior. Right. Um, and then he takes over X-Men and he's trying this blocky stuff that you said you didn't like, which I agree. It's way different than Paul yeah. Smith. But then if you look at uncanny X-Men 200, that book is beautiful. That, that book is beautiful because he's way toned it down. And I don't know right. if it's the inker or what, um, but like it's, he, it's just so I've never seen an artist whose style is so affected just by an inker. Like, yeah. Like, the Magneto cover. I, I mean, I mean, John Romita Jr. Like I, I mean, in general, John okay. Romita, like bad inking can ruin art. We all know this, but John Romita Jr. Looks like a completely different artist depending on who's inking him. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without yeah, a doubt. It's, it's Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry, Frank. I went on this oh, whole okay. thing, so you go on. Oh, oh, sorry, Frank. I accidentally muted you. I was trying to share a, a picture. There you, you are. Mute. Thanks, sorry about that. Thanks, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> Done with you. Yeah, shut up, Frank. Shut up. <laughs> there it is. Look at that. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, By the time they yeah, got a, to this X, oh, look and see if you can find the interior art. This though. JR the Jr. interior art is man. even better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, just incredible stuff, and the purple with the giant M. That's Dan Green. Dan Green is the inker. JR Jr. Look. <laughs> And he, and he is jacked. Oh yeah, Magneto is jacked. Ripped up old dude. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, I I know I'll, I'll answer the question this week, which is uh, who would I like to see doing what? I would like to see um, Barry Windsor Smith just doing anything 
seriously, like, except for Marvel, because he'll never work for Marvel again. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see him do something like Eldritch Horror, you know, like Cthulhu or, Ooh, or something yeah. like Ooh, that. I would do. His, his work is so emotionally evocative like just just the 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 stuff that he does i i love his work i i i have told you guys i went to um this this thing with uh for joe sinot like two years ago and yeah yeah. the guy walking around he's walking around i'm like who is that guy i know i should know who that guy is he had a long beard he was wearing a beret and he had long gray hair and i'm going i know i should know who that guy is yeah it it was barry windsor smith yep now, and I, I had seen him, but I had only seen him with a mustache. I hadn't seen him with like, you know, the beard and everything. If I knew that was him, I would have very respectfully went over to him and just said, Hey, I really love your art. I just wanted to say so. And, 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 you know, and walked away. I, I, I hate, I hate pestering people at events like that because it's like, that's not why they're there. You should, you know, okay. you, yeah, it's you not should a con. It's not a convention. Right. You should have gotten down on one knee and be like, Mr. Smith, I don't care what happens. Just please draw something, anything. I don't care <laughs> right, if it's fucking right. red Sonia. I don't care. <laughs> like, just draw yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, and you know what? Barry Windsor Smith is the sort of artist that I think he could just call up a publisher, maybe, maybe not oh, Marvel yeah. or maybe not Marvel or DC, but no, he John, uh, John Romita Jr. He's Barry, Barry Windsor Smith could call Dark Horse any day of the week Are you or me? IDW or, or any whatever. And be like, Hey, week. I've got something I want to do. And they'll right. be like, yep. I, 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 I feel, I feel like I, I saw an article briefly about him doing something new. And what the hell was it? There was a thing um, a few years back. I remember they mentioned yeah, that he was going to do something. That's and, a, I vaguely remember that as an oversized it, book. Yeah. Do you remember the oversized comics he did? I love yes, those. those. They were, were amazing. Those were but great. I don't think it ever happened. I think Barry hmm. Winter Smith, like there was a time where I had to think like, did that guy die? I, I don't even know, you know, like where did yeah. he go? But I think he just got so pissed off with the game that the yep. big two played that he was like, fuck it. I'm out. I've, I've got yeah, money. Yeah. I don't have to do you this. Know. Screw it. He, he was such an incredible, incredible artist. He's such an incredible artist. And, you know, he, he really did get screwed over. And I think, yeah, I think the nail in the coffin for him was, was the Wolverine or origin story that he wrote. You know, he created Weapon that. X. The Weapon, Weapon X, X thing. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. And then, and he got zero from that. Yeah. Zero. They, they, he didn't, he didn't get credit and he didn't get paid. Yeah. And, you know, and my, my, my wife, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say this because of OSHA, not OSHA. Because of you know whatever HIPAA. Um, HIPAA HIPAA laws. Oh, okay. But my wife, my wife worked for someone who he was a, a doctor. I'll just say a doctor, a medical thing that he went to, and she brought up Marvel to him, and he was like, "No, no, 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 no! Don't talk about Marvel. Don't yeah. talk about Marvel." And she's like, "Oh, I'm very, very sorry. My wife, my wife is extremely nice. She's extremely personable. She's a people person. And as soon as he said, no, do you want to talk about Marvel? She stopped, changed the subject. So I was talking about something else to make him comfortable. Yeah. He, so he that, won't and do that's, it. He doesn't do yeah. interviews. He doesn't want to talk yep. about it. And look, there is something to be said for the guy that just walked away and said, I'm done. Yeah. And yeah. then there's other guys like Frank Miller who obviously hate comics, hate his fans. Hate yeah. that he's not more famous and continues to draw put pictures those words with his, in his mouth. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. have to Joe. Listen to him. Talk. The guy's a he jerk. doesn't hate comics. He doesn't hate his fans. I think he hates all of us because he's not more famous. I think he absolutely he's, he's, does. Uh, what what on earth could make you say something like that? Fa- how how could he not? Yeah, exactly. The way that he continues to make comics that are so grotesque that and has bad, nothing to do with his opinion on crapping comics. He directly obviously thinks they're great. onto his stuff. Ugh. All right, I, listen. I, I'm just gonna shut you down, Matt. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, mute Matt. Guy, the, 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 yeah, I wish. I am the um, host here. <laughs> the, so we were just talking about Barry Windsor Smith's, uh, this project that we all thought he had coming out. It came yeah. out. Oh, it came oh. out. It came out uh, like this week. Does it have a oh, name? Um, it was, uh, uh, there's a review in it. Uh, there's a review of it in uh, The Guardian. I'm looking Does at it right now. Does the project have called, a name? It's called, will you just shut up and let Say me it. talk? Say the name. <laughs> it's called Monsters. And it is a, uh, it's a 366 page graphic novel that started out as a Hulk story that he planned in 1984. Oh my oh, God. Wow. And he's adapted it into this, into this unique thing. And yeah, apparently uh, it's, it's out. Really? It was not published by a comic book publisher. It was published by uh, Jonathan Cape, which I think is a British publisher and you can order it online. I am going to order that. I lo- oh, wow. That's definitely a Hulk looking wow. image to me. Yeah. It looks fantastic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's sad because that dude is such an amazing talent and so amazing. So fan- you know? this is, a, that's a fanographics thing on it though. I don't know if fanographics is carrying it or something. You might but. not be looking at the right thing. That's uh that's part of the monsters stuff that's from an article. I don't it, know. It does say I'm looking at something. It might be fanographics in the publisher. states. It says fanographic. Maybe fanographics is publishing in the United States. I bet they're publishing it in the states. That could be. That yeah. could be. Yes. Good, good. Um. Good call. And and speaking of the Hulk and that immortal Hulk storyline, yeah. How do you follow that up, man? That that storyline is nuts. You don't. And I'm and I'm like I don't think you I'm, can. And I'm like and I'm like you know like I, I don't know six or eight issues behind because i always wait for them to i wait for the trade to come out and then i read the trade instead of buying the individual issues on comiXology i wait wait until they get the next trade out and i read the next trade and i, I burn through that and i'm yeah. like oh this is great if i have one criticism of the immortal hulk storyline it they are absolutely writing for the trade it's not a yeah. book that i would oh, read yeah. monthly and just be like oh top of my pile gotta read that i would write right. a storyline pile up and then i would read through that entire storyline and just go oh my god this is good yeah you know yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. that's i mean look that's a criticism of how comics are produced it's that has nothing to do with the storytelling it's an amazing story yeah yeah and you know like i, I don't think it, it i don't think it's a it's a as criminal as like it was in the early 2000s with marvel where it was like that was different <laughs> yeah oh man this is a this a issue right this uh, this first volume of ultimate spider-man that collects six issues has about two and a half issues worth of content right right that's that's, Uh, amazing fantasy 15 packed this entire story into like 12 pages right um but yeah no uh yeah i i I agree i i think immortal hulk immortal hulk remains to me probably marvel's best book and and i I, like i love daredevil i love a lot of things that marvel's doing let's take that a step Um, further i want to ask you guys both is immortal hulk the best hulk storyline ever written Mm, no i i i i think that i'm starting to ask myself i'm starting to say it might be i don't i don't know you know there were so many hulk you know i i really loved hulk gray i thought hulk gray was loved it loved it i'm i I guess i'm just talking about i've been a fan of the hulk let's say run i am not story let's say run on the incredible run i think this is the best for me peter david will always be the i love the peter david run i love it i think crossroads run i think this is crossroads run of the hulk was I think the best? What's that again? Remind that was me? when that was when Doctor Strange sent him to the crossroads of reality. Oh, that was pre Peter David, right? That yeah. was um, yeah, that yes. was like uh, they they tried to separate 
Yeah, uh, they they were tr- it was back when they were trying to separate Banner from the Hulk, and they uh, the Hulk that they ended up with was just like a mindless rage beast, right? Like not even an animal, just like not not like no thought, just like smash, kill, murder. And yeah. they had Doctor Strange had to send him to a nowhere place. Yeah. yeah. It was so it that was the fantastic. Hulk did not murder everybody. Yeah. It was so good. And that was, that was the, I think that was the end of the Sal Buscema run yep. of the Hulk. And Mamlo, Jerry Tollick, Yeah. And McNola Jerry was doing the inks. And it was like, it, when Jerry, okay, I had been, like I say, I had been reading the Hulk since I am a little kid in the seventies. And, and Sal Buscema, it, it was always Herb Trimpey and Sal Buscema were the Hulk artists. And then when, and Sal Buscema, you know, he, he did, he had, he had a certain style. I love Sal Buscema style. But then when Jerry Tollick got put on Sal Buscema, I was like that. I, I looked at the, I opened the, I opened the first issue of that Hulk that one. I was like, what the fuck? This is amazing. Yeah. It was so gritty and visceral and it was just like, holy crap. I, I didn't think you could do this to his artwork. Like, you didn't, you yeah. did. I just think we uh, are very I, quickly I love getting Sal to Buscema a point. So much. Yeah. I, I, he's one of my favorite artists of all time. Me too. Hand, Me too, down. man. I think we are uh, very quickly getting to a point, though, where we have to say that Al Ewing is writing one of, if not maybe, the best run of Hulk that's ever been out. Here's it's a great so run. Yes. Here's, where I, here's where I stand, though, on the Immortal Hulk, um, which I love, by the way, wholeheartedly. I, again, I, I think it's Marvel's best book coming out right now. Um, the Immortal Hulk is so different mm-hmm. that it's almost like comparing apples to oranges. No, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But again, on the other hand, that's always been the Hulk. Yes. Right. Everyone since, that's come since, in. Since Peter David, at least. Right. That has always been the Hulk. Every writer that comes onto the Hulk has to have a new stamp on him. Right. They do a new Hulk thing where we find something yeah. about a, a new personality or an aspect of the Hulk we didn't know, or the Hulk is only the Hulk, or Banner's only Banner or something. You or, know? you know, he's a secret agent and he right. wears body armor for some reason. Sure. Thanks, Mark Wade. <laughs> Uh, the shoulder pads now, are just for things, looks. Come on. I, I feel like I feel like at the end of this. Now they have they have made the Hulk so powerful. Just like they made at Superman at one point was so powerful. They had to depower him. Right. They've yeah. made the Hulk so immensely powerful that he winds up being in one issue, he winds up being the only being left at the end of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And right. I, I yeah, they yeah. they're gonna have to roll that back. They, they will have to roll that leave, back. Yeah, they're gonna have to at the end, I think you're gonna wind up with a very, very different Hulk. For them to move forward with, not a bad, not bad at all. No, but, but I a also different hope that's Frank. I don't know how much of that actually happened. Actually happened. How much I know. Of that actually yeah, like I'm, in my, the, in my in own internal, psyche, you know, yeah. Like is he in my own internal, uh, in my own internal head canon, I'm always happy with stories like that living in a kind of a what if place. Sure, right. Like um, anytime, like anytime you see a story about the future at Marvel, especially Marvel, yeah, it is absolutely a what if, right because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I think they, so. they will they will never ever tell you that this is def- definitively 100% the future oh, yeah, of the right. marvel universe oh, never, um, never in fact they've they they have mechanics in place <laughs> they have storytelling mechanics existing in marvel continuity that explain that every decision that's made creates an infinite number of alternatives right and, and, like, and again, there's no there's no point in going back in time and trying to kill Hitler. It's not going to work. You can very easily bottle all this and say, no, this was all in his head. This was all. Right. It's true. They, they yeah. could it's take not, this not, in. Though, they could, he's shown up in other but, books. No, I'm not saying you, that. I'm saying the stuff in the future. The stuff in the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like that yeah. stuff. We don't know oh, how yeah, much they fucking of this is happening. Him. They cubed 
They cubed him like a canned ham. And they, yeah. And they put him in jars. Yeah. Right. It's awesome. You know, <laughs> and, no, it was great. It was like, I read that. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, how the hell is he going to get it? Right. And then no, uh, he gets himself back together again. And I was like, damn. It was this gross. Guy, and he, it was it's gross. Like that point, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. Like, to, to, to Matt's question, like, I, I just. Here, Joe, keep going. Frank, we, we got to move on. So we got All some right. other people to get in here, but Thank love you, you buddy. Love Good to talk to you guys. Uh, I, I just think that the Immortal Hulk is such a unique thing that it kind of stands apart from any Hulk story we've ever read. I think that's a cheap you know? way to get out of an argument and not make a call. Nice job, Joe Patrick. I just, I made the call. The call, <laughs> the, I, I, I made the call. David Robbins, how are you, sir? Doing well, gentlemen. How are you guys you doing this You totally morning? skipped over Jimbo, but that's all right. Well, Hi, we always finish up with Jimbo. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Jim. Yeah, Jim comes in. He, he's the cleaner. He comes in and he puts the hook around David Robbins' neck and he's like, he's the Sandman, you know? <laughs> he starts talking about manga and we lose interest in talking David, about manga. David, how are so you, man? Wrap it up. I'm doing well, guys. Um, Jimbo, sorry about that. I did not mean to jump over you guys. No, I'm that's kidding. my fault. Uh, it's, I'm kidding. It's nobody's fault. Um, I got a quick round, Robin. I got a couple things I want to hit on. Um, so as far as uh, End of Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, I loved it. Um, but I'm absolutely in the camp that believes that Sharon is a scrawl, but I don't think it's based on what happened in the events of civil war. I think she was a scrawl before that. I don't think you're wrong. I don't I, think I, you're I, wrong. I explain. I think she was, she's been a scrawl since either just after shield cell or, or even before that, I think it's a long time coming. I'm going to go. And then, equal and opposite she's either i agree either i 100 percent agree with you or scrolls have been around that long and she found out about it and doesn't trust anyone has been playing a very long game and running her own that's up. that's an that's absolutely an option as well one of the two but i i i 100 agree with the fact that i think she's a scroll i think she is the stand-in in secret invasion for mockingbird Ooh. yeah okay yep. that's a good that's a fair that's okay. a fair uh, theory. I like, that. um, you know, yeah. a, a, as much as I, I, as much as I love to believe otherwise, they will probably never bring back those, uh, agents of shield characters. No. Right. I, and I, so I, we're although, not gonna, we're not gonna have a mockingbird. No. See, I just read this morning that there are rumors that, uh, fit now seriously that, uh, Gemma Simmons is, uh, in an upcoming movie. That oh, well, in, yeah, look, that, yeah, that, I'd no. be thr- I'd be thrilled if I was wrong. Like I want yeah. it to happen. Like, like it's it's fine if you if it, it's fine if you were not a fan of the actual show. That's fine. But I think that those characters that's me <laughs> have. I think that those characters have value, and I think Absolutely. that it's stupid for Marvel Studios to say, "Oh well, that didn't happen." Well, the same with the of Netflix. Course it happened. The same with the Netflix stuff. Like, yeah, yes. I agree. Those characters like, have a lot of value. Wanna, like, if you want to go, if you want to, if you want to, like, take a, if you want to make a stand that, like, all right. The, the 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 young adult stuff on freeform we're not going to really count that yeah cuz that was really? garbage <laughs> well i mean good or good or bad like uh, i don't need that's not, that that's cloak, not and cloak and dagger i do that's not, not need that cloak and dagger uh, like sure. the runaway the runaway show is pretty good but like eh, it was boring uh but like it, it is dumb to say that a show that starred agent colson yep is not part of the mcu just cuz it was on tv yeah because he was in I, the I goddamn think- movies and you fucking Samuel L. Jackson and Lady Sif show up on right, the show. Yeah. Right. To my to my knowledge, um, they're like they there something just happened this week where 
Agents of the Shield and Agent Carter in international markets got moved on Disney Plus from MCU to Marvel Legends categories. Oh um, yeah, so, like the X Men so, movies. Yeah, so there is Means there's discussion that didn't happen. Marvel <laughs> is, is disavowing them, but yeah. I've also seen timelines where Agents of Shield is canon through like season three. Like well, and you know what? Hey, uh, you know? it, it certainly it certainly isn't like a character from Agent Carter didn't appear in uh, the highest grossing movie of all time. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Good old Edwin Jarvis. Yep. <laughs> but like, uh, I refuse to acknowledge, by the way, that Avatar has reclaimed the throne. Sorry, it's Avengers Endgame. Right. I just don't don't come at me with that. Yeah, I don't so give a shit. Give a break. Um, so, um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, that's, that's, that's all I'm saying about that. Um, I, I want to see a lot of that stuff still come together. Um, but I do think Real that, quick. that she, scroll. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Before we move on from that point, Adam Wednesday in the chat yeah. says, uh, multiverse of madness ties it all together, trying to reconstruct Absolutely. the dark hold, which also appeared on agents of shield. Yeah, sure did. That's true. Sure did. That is true. Um, so, th- so there's that, um, going back to briefly your star Wars discussion, um, Matt, there is absolutely nothing wrong with saying I uh, admit the quality of this, but it's not for me. Yeah. Which is, I think, exactly what you're yeah, doing. Certainly not. But, you know, there, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I have really good friends who, like, hate the new trilogy, hate all that stuff. And I'm like, it's not for you anymore. Right. Let it go. Don't don't yuck somebody else's yum. Yeah. And look, I don't hate the new trilogy. Like, I hated the prequels. But I also... I didn't love it. It like, I thought the, yeah. the second movie was definitely the best and the most interesting and they promptly got away from the interesting stuff. And that was my problem with it. There was still a lot of cool shit that happened. Still look cool. I don't have the same feelings for the prequel, which I legit, the prequels. I just, I hate it. I legit hate it. And if they said, we're sorry, it's not a part of star Wars anymore. I don't think you lose anything. I really don't, yeah. but I mean, just that doesn't mean speak- that other people can't like it. I get no, it. No, no, but just to real quick speak to that, point like i understand not liking the actual movies but there's nothing wrong per se with the concept of the clone wars and clone troopers midichlorians that's not what i what did i just say clones Star- <laughs> like the original clone wars from the books were amazing the emperor don't cloned himself about, don't talk to me about a thousand the books. The books times are not canon. went out and killed jedis that's so much cooler than a bunch of kiwis shot the jedis in the back i'm not going into it anymore i'm just saying way cooler idea look okay. I, I i have a new i have a new appreciation for the idea that every stormtrooper is basically boba fett um now that they have established that that did not work out and they had to start recruiting normal people right <laughs> because it like there's no way you can reconcile every clone being boba fett with the stormtroopers from the original trilogy yeah, they were terrible <laughs> you can't do it they were idiots yeah, well, no, those, those original those original stormtroopers are dumbasses, right? Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. And like the storm, um, the stormtroopers, uh, the like even uh, in stuff like the Mandalorian, which I love, by the way. Yeah, like I, yep. look, um, I just absentmindedly while I was at work, it was it was uh, Thursday, I think, because uh, Jupiter's Legacy had not come out yet. Um, I accidentally watched the entire season of Mandalorian uh, season two again without even thinking about it and i'm like uh, this happened in season one but like uh the the stormtroopers that show up uh, you know depending on who's leading them right you've got moff gideon's uh, stormtroopers who, who are generally badass but um those two idiots 
that everyone wants to think are Tag and Bink uh, when they when they kidnapped Baby Yoda. Right. Uh, like that. That's like that is how. That's like I have a soft spot in my heart for the idiot stormtrooper. Sure. They're the oh, gang yeah. that can't shoot straight. They're the Cylons. You know, it's, right. it's the same, yeah. you know, the crowd. It's like, oh, we'll just keep throwing bodies in white armor. Armor that doesn't yeah. do shit, by the way. Ewoks can throw rocks at you, and you're like, ah! <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, why are you wearing body armor? Like, David, this teddy bear killed you. David, get back to where you were going, though. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, anyway, like, going off of that, one of my favorite Star Wars comics of all time, and I have only read a handful of them, is the Tales of, of Star Wars or whatever, where the stormtrooper is commiserating in a bar and uh, somebody tries to rag on Ewoks and he's like, you don't know anything about Ewoks and tells the entire story of how <laughs> you don't know. Hell I've been to hell. <laughs> yeah. The entire story of when his squadron was on Endor and got completely just decimated yeah. because they killed one Ewok that walked into their camp with a flower that tried to make friends. Right. They killed him. And then the entire rest of the village destroyed the stormtroopers. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's because it's like being overrun. Like, yes. yeah, it's, it's easy to make jokes yeah. about Ewoks being cuddly, but well, it's like being overrun. They didn't exactly get yeah. overrun in Return of the Jedi. I mean, let's yeah, be what? Okay, but yes, look, <laughs> can, we, can, we, can we make some allowance for the fact that it was a movie made in 1983 starring little people in costumes? I suppose, like, but yep. still. <laughs> like, I, like, I think the idea just, of the Ewoks as this it. fierce warrior tribe that just happens to be tiny is super cool. But the, I mean, the original well, and, idea and is we can't afford to do the Wookiees, so let's do this. <laughs> That's and, exactly right. They're, and George Lucas is like, what can I say? I love little people. They all get a job. <laughs> you know, and God bless well, them. Hey, That's great. Look, yeah, hey. <laughs> it, like any, anything that gets Warwick Davis work is fine with me. Right. Absolutely. They were replaced in, in ROTJ because they could not afford Wookiees. So right. why not keep the exact same storyline we were going to do with the Wookiees and make them with Ewoks instead? Sure. Sure. It's so, fun. Um, like, uh, well, I, I mean, I, <laughs> listen, let, let David go. Hold on. I get it. I get it, man. Ewoks, they look, they look stupid, but I love them. I don't give Good a for shit. You. I love Ewoks. I'm not yucking somebody else's yum. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, as far as the question of the week, um, I, I just saw the question like yesterday and uh, been thinking about it for a while. I think I've got a, could be a decent pitch. Um, I'm super far behind on, on X-Men still. I was packing and everything was, and all moments were consumed by, by moving. Um, but I think I would love an X-Men Hellfire Club plot written by Scott Snyder. Interesting. Oh. Uh, you know, after what he did with Court of Owls. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Interesting. I think giving him Hellfire Club could be kind of fun. Um, drawn by Jenny Friesen. Because I, I do think like that Friesen. she's done a lot of cool work on like some Dark Horse Buffy covers and stuff like that. Yeah. I'd like to see her do kind of the like real decorative, real like elegant Hellfire Club interiors. I think it could be really cool. I would like to see the Hellfire Club as a secret society on Krakoa as well. Like, sure. They're in like they're there. They are in there, and even the X Men are like, we didn't know this was happening. You know, that's how good they are at this crap. You know, yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, Jenny Friesen, yeah. Oh man, She's I great. love her art. She is fantastic. Yeah. David, yes. I, I would love. I, I think that that Snyder doing the manipulative backstage stuff with the Hellfire Club against the X Men with her kind of real elegant sweeping. Yeah, like I think it would be a really nice pair. Could be kick ass. Yeah. And I'd love to see like Emma gets caught up in it 
you know, like yep. she's, she's trying to infiltrate it, but like it's caught up in it and a little too deep all of a sudden, you know, Oh, that'd be fun. And it'd be something to do with Emma. Yeah. Cause they haven't had shit to do with her other than like, she's a bitch. <laughs> like, okay, well, I mean, great. Do I mean, something they, with the character. Please. She, she's done some stuff in Marauders with, you know, yeah. with Kitty and stuff. I but really yeah, like for the Emma most part. It, she hasn't had a, she's uh, been set dressing for a long time. Yeah, it's true. It's true. David, we gotta, David, we what, gotta get Jimbo what else in we here. Got? You hold like, look, Hey, David, you got anything else for us before we move on? Um, not really. I've, I've been kind of, uh, in a cave for the past couple weeks. Um, you know, watching stuff. Uh, I recommend mighty ducks game changers. It's cute. It's, it's good. Really fun. It's really it's fun. good. Yeah. I heard it's fun. It's like my wife's yeah, favorite no childhood yeah, movie good. and she won't uh, watch it. I keep saying, do you want to watch this? And she's like, nah, she uh, loved it. Le- like, look, I'm, I'm spoiling this cause it was so awesome. Last week's episode, uh, yeah. a huge chunk of the original team came back as adults for like some big anniversary party. And uh, it was rad. And it was the guy. Yeah. I, f- I always forget that it's the guy that played Foggy Nelson in the Daredevil yep. show. Alvin um, yep. And they're just following is, the Karate Kid like formula. And they're like, just keep yeah, just yeah, bringing yeah, these people Cobra, back. They're totally you know? Cobra Kai in that yeah. shit. And uh, the, everyone uh, like my wife especially is like, where is Pacey? Where is Joshua Jackson? His name was not um, Pacey. It was Charlie on the show. There. There was they, something about that, and he yes, he had like just had a baby. Season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. he had he had just had a baby, and because of pandemic and the and the needs to like quarantine, went, like come to Canada, quarantine for a month, right? And then felt like there was just no way. Yeah. Sure. Um, but they they did like hint, uh, in last week's episode where it's like, uh, yeah, uh, Charlie fucking hates Gordon now because yeah. Gordon checked out. Yeah. Uh, like he totally abandoned everybody. Okay. He, he got pissed and and just ghosted. That's awesome. He took his book and went home. Yeah, and he's like, "Why would I?" And, and he like the the line was like, "Why would I be there for Gordon when he hasn't been there for us in like twenty five years?" All right, and let's say. Like, oh my god, let's save this for Mighty Ducks cast, guys. <laughs> David is going to talk to you, man. The, Matt. It's called the Quack Cast. Okay, pardon me, the Quack, quack cast. cast. At some point, I want to actually have a conversation with you guys about the sequel trilogy because I don't think it's that bad. I think there are fundamental story issues, but I don't think it's really all that bad, and I think it fits with where they were going. We'll talk about um, it. We'll I, talk I love about the sequel trilogy. Uh, oh, wait, you're talking about uh, the newer ones, right? Yeah. There's the original, there's the prequel, there's the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. I love the sequel. I love the sequel, tw- love the sequel trilogy. Sometime and we'll it's a shame it. <laughs> that, uh, it's a shame that Disney chickened out and like followed the path of least resistance. I for the last. But we'll, we'll, but we'll, we'll we will, we will have that conversation. We'll Absolutely. have that discussion. David, Absolutely. it's good to talk to you, man. You too, guys. Be safe. Bye buddy. Jimbo, get in here and close us out, will you? We've been here too goddamn long. I keep threatening that this is not going to be a two-hour show, and Joe keeps being nice to everybody and letting him talk for us. Uh, we we had we took like a we took like a six-month break. Come on, I I missed my friends. Talk hey, to me, Jimbo. Unmuted me. <laughs> I'm back. Baby. Oh, Frank! Goddamn, I got the wrong Yo, one. Oh no, <laughs> Jimbo, get in here. <laughs> Good lord! All right. <laughs> I said to like. Push Frank out of the way. <laughs> Get out of here. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, okay, so let's go. Uh, let's see. Uh, Invincible is great. Uh, yeah, oh, God. Image, uh, let's see. Image did report uh, since the start of the year. So since it's been streamed, uh, they sold over 100,000 other graphic novels for Invincible. Yeah. Uh, Holy Invinci- shit. Yeah, Invincible was like a number one year. seller on Amazon yeah. and stuff, too. People all of a sudden started buying it. So, like, this is no, one of great. those cases where if you do it right and you play by 
the rules mm-hmm. of the writer and the and you know the heart of the comic, yeah, there's a good chance that people will go buy this and check it out, and it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that is that is a uh, that's good news. Let's see, uh, movie in movie news, Demon Slayer movie has crossed four hundred and seventy million dollars worldwide now. Jesus Christ! So bam, during a, see, got, during a so global I, pandemic, mind you, four hundred and seventy million <laughs> with an M yeah. million dollars during yeah, a global movie. pandemic. Yep. Yep. Um, God, the Lord. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Move over yeah. Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. But I see this question of the week is really good because we don't get team ups um, in manga. You know, people usually stick to their lane, write their 30 year long story and they're done. Right. Uh, so I would use the artist of Murata, who's currently doing the One Punch Man manga he's as an artist. He's excellent. Of, he's yeah, excellent. He's, and then I would do uh, Tagashi. Uh, who is the writer of Hunter Hunter and Yu Yu Hakusho? Um, he is the only he's the only one to have two top twenty sale wise uh, manga. Um, uh, Hunter Hunter's at seventy eight, and then Yu Yu Hakusho is at fifty million. So okay, time out. That's a thing. Yeah. Like you don't you don't have like guys that are jumping from like all right. I'm done with that series. It's my next hit series. They they just tell their well, story and they're no, out. No no like yeah why though like if you look okay let's look at uh, let's look at one piece. Oda is worth $200 million. I just double checked all the numbers. Jesus like, Christ. Like, there like, are professional artists, baseball players that aren't worth $200 million. Like, <laughs> I don't like artists. Artists. I don't artists, know what to do. I don't know artists, what to do. They, they, well, they get paid like, like the Dragon Ball guy. He's worth like 70 million. Okay. Like, like these people get paid. There's no reason for them to continue to work. Right. You know, and, and, okay. and, and they work. Yeah. That's pretty much. But they're okay. Uh, I guess like that's to me, uh, makes it makes it seem to me that they are um, they are looking at it more like a job, yeah, right, as yeah. opposed to like an artist who will continue to work until they're dead, right. Well, like a lot of these people, after they're done doing this, will go to like video game uh, concept art, like sure. the uh, the writer of Bleach, yeah, Kaito yeah. Kubo. He does he does a lot of video game artwork. Yeah. And he makes his money that way. Well, and like in the States, we don't pay these people. So right, you don't exactly. get paid. So you have they to keep hitting work. balls out of the I'm park. Not, I'm not even talking about comics. I'm talking about art in general. It's like, oh, it, uh, sure. like artists with a drive to create, they, they create. That's what right. they do. Well, um, so it's interesting to me that that, that cultural difference. Well, like in, uh, so in Bleach, um, after that was ended, uh, the author healed, that's Kubo again. And then he's like, oh, I got bored. So he did actually write, he has drawn and released a new story. But it's completely limited, um, and it's nice to see him draw. But it's like I'll do six chapters a year, uh, take it or leave it. I can, but I can totally understand. Like, if you spent how long did Bleach come out? How many years? Bleach was t- like 15, 20 years. Okay, it, so it, it was at six. It was like six hundred chapters. So which would be about fifteen 15 years. years of your life, we'll say, it, yeah. you know, conservatively, and you put out six hundred chapters. I totally yeah. understand if you want to be like, you know what. I'm done. <laughs> I did my yeah. thing. You know, it's like you ran a marathon for 15 years. You don't feel like running anymore. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like that is uh, too long. Is, you know, right? So I mean, that'll be the big thing with the Demon Slayer since that ended before she became popular. She's only like, she's in her early 30s. Like I don't know. Like, will she do something? Does she that obviously doesn't need to do anything? Does that make her like a child star in in manga? Basically. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because all these yeah, other guys know. are way older dudes, right? Right. Well, yeah. Because well, I mean, the guys that have been off. doing it for thirty years, yeah. 20, 30 years, are yeah, older suppose, dudes, but yeah. they probably didn't. They probably got their start. But in what their I'm saying 20s. is, those guys they did, but they also got famous while they were doing it. She got famous after this is done. 
Yeah, and that's, that's pretty that's rare. Really rare. That's super rare. Because when, when the show became popular, she was already in the final arc. Right. So there was like, you, they could have done something to extend it, but it totally wouldn't have fit. And she's just like, yeah, we're, we're good. So we don't know what's going to happen with her. We don't know what happens with the Attack on Titan creator. Yeah. You know, he's done. He's, both a, under he's a younger dude too, right? Yeah, he's like 38. And also kind of got famous as he was in, like, it was big, but he right. kind of got famous, like, as he was getting ready to tie it all up, right? Right, yeah. Like, his, his net worth, I, he was also on the, on the list. He's like 20 to 30, but, I mean, that's like two years ago. This, these numbers are not as... Come back 30. when you break 100, loser. Yeah. <laughs> he's broke now. He's broke now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that it's is, like MC uh, Hammer. He spent all his money he, on, like, big pants. Yeah, you know? he, bought, he just, he, like, kept buying mansions for all his friends. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like, oh, man. But, I mean, that, that, I mean, that's the difference between, uh, you know, USA comic book creators that they don't get their, they don't get royalties for, right. or paid correctly for what their worth is. Right. It's, it's um, just a completely different market with a different respect yeah, wow. for the product yeah. and a different attention span, I would even argue. People are willing to sit down and read a book. I mean, like, look, I've been reading Fantastic Four, X-Men. I've been reading that for 15 years, but it feels like such a different story every time another creative team comes on. And puts oh, yeah. a new spin, like the Hulk we talked about. It's always yeah. a completely different Hulk story. Whereas, like, this would be like if Peter David started writing the Hulk in 1982 and just finished his story last week, you know? And, and we were just like, yep, I was on board that entire time. <laughs> like, that's yeah. insane. That's a different just, level like, I, of creator work, you know? It's just like, it's so interesting to me, just, just the implications of this. Uh, this idea, this, this potential that these guys could be worth they're the, the, the cultural phenomenons. Well, they get, the, paid. You know, oh, yeah. they get paid. They sign better yeah. deals and they get paid. Well, I mean, it's not just that it's not just their deals, well, man. Like their books sell yeah, millions the and books millions, also and millions sells. of sells. That's the other thing. And it's not, it, it, it's different than having like a sweetheart deal, you know? Right. Uh, it's, I, I just, on the one hand, I totally get like, you know what your rate, you, like you said, your race is over, you know, soldier, you, you fought the battle soldier. It's time to lay down your weapon. Right. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm just like, can you imagine the freedom that you would feel as an artist uh, to be able to create without having to worry about whether or not people would like it well, I, well or pay you or pay you for it. Well, here, here, here you go. The, the, the artist, the artist that did Naruto, you know, very rich yeah. guy. He actually did another series and it was canceled because it was bad. It went 50. Yeah, years of course. And, and that's, it, was, it wasn't yeah. good. Yeah. No one talked about it. You no got to, you got to put out good stuff, you know, yeah. absolutely. I, but I'm saying For that's sure, just, yeah. it. that's just that. That's just it. If you are independently wealthy. Oh yeah. And your, and your livelihood is not tied to the success of your work anymore. Okay. Yeah. Like you could do whatever you wanted, you yeah. know? And that the idea of that is like, man, and uh, but maybe that's why maybe that's why artists work until they drop dead in America. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, like, like Van Gogh wasn't famous till he was dead. He, yeah, that's not American. But you know what I mean? He was dead. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's like there's a the, like it's like not everybody is getting called by the Pope to paint the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. It's it. it, it these guys, they toil in obscurity. They're insecure about their work. We're talking about American artists here. They're, they're insecure about their work. They hate them. Like they've got all manner of emotional baggage. Uh, they, they're ugly as hell. Them. Don't forget. They're you know what ugly I mean. as but, hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, but like they're, they're, God, they're disgusting. They're, they're, <laughs> there's, a, 
there's a certain there's a certain temperament that comes with being an artist in america i think that like you're a messed up you, you're, you're a messed up weirdo if, according to joe Patrick. yeah like if you're if you're it, look i'm not wrong um but like if you're if you're in it for the if you're in it for the work not in it for the paycheck right Right, you know, it, it, that's it's a whole different kind of thing. You're it's like when Doug Maggie told you got to be a SoundCloud rapper, bro. That's where it's at. I, like, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that the dude's not a great artist, but like, it's like when Doug Mankey told us that uh, drawing Justice League was like, eh, it's a job. Yeah, it's like I, I don't understand. Well, but that's I don't also, understand those words. But that's also maybe like, look, he doesn't love the Justice League like that. Maybe he loves the X Men, and that's what that would be the thing. That, uh, you know, maybe maybe that's what he meant, but I don't know. I like, yeah. I, I just. It's hard to know. It's, yeah, it is I hard also to know. find it, it very hard to believe that a guy like Doug Mankey that makes a statement like that with the amount of talent that he has, he's putting his heart into what he does. Whether, well, it, and, and things it shows. might be different now, you know? That was 20 years but ago. But even so. then, I'm saying it showed. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was, the yeah, art no, was incredible. Right. It's true. So it's true. maybe that's just and him saying like, to Joe Patrick, and, like, yeah, you know, it's a job. I, I'm a weirdo. I, I don't yeah, know how to really I, talk about I, this I in a moat. I get it. I just, like... And you know what? Maybe in America, if you achieve the sort of success that these manga guys get in America, that makes you like Jim Davis, creator of Garfield, right? Right. Where he's yeah. so rich that he doesn't even have to draw Garfield anymore. Yeah. He, they, like he hires some guy to draw Garfield. They still put his name on it. Yeah. They still, it's like, it's this, it's still signed Jim Davis. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, guess what? You get to be a cynical asshole. You in did it. If you Congratulations. It. You did it. You know, <laughs> congratulate your, your artworks. Your art sucks. Jim Davis, Jim, <laughs> it is good to talk to you. We have got to get out of here, man. Yeah. Take care guys. All right. Have Bye, a good Jimbo. one. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. All right. Voicemail time. We got one from a good friend, Mr. Jimmy Randall. What up guys? Hey, it's Jimmy calling in answer to the question of the week comic book dream casting well you know, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of rumble about this uh moon knight Dixie? character lately i think he's pretty cool yeah <laughs> oh pardon me that wasn't a uh, fake one that was real um but i i've been digging into the character and he's pretty cool i don't really know what what he's all about but for the sake of the question, I want to see a Moon Knight run uh, written by Garth Ennis um, uh, with art by Frank Quietly. Now, like, Garth Ennis on Punisher is one of my favourite things ever in comics. I don't care what anyone says. And I guess from what I see, the character of Moon Knight, he's kind of like the Punisher, but he's just crazier. And he's got some gnarly powers. But, you know, like, eh, he's Ennis is just one of my favourite writers. And that's it. I, you know, I don't really have much to explore there. But Frank quietly comes to mind when it comes to doing the art. Like, he's pretty cool. He's not up there with my favourites, but he's really good at doing violence. Yeah. Like, his regular talking panels and stuff is awesome. But when he does violence, I'm like, huh. That's kind of beautiful. Like, it's it's not when he does violence, like in a Jupiter's Circle, uh, or whatever it's called, Jupiter's something or other, the Netflix show thing. I don't. Don't know get us started. Um, it's not it's not really kinetic. There's not much movement, but he's just like taking a Polaroid of a moment frozen in time, and it's like here's something really fucked up that's happening. You think about what led to this moment yourself, reader, and it's cool. So I don't know. I'm not a total gorehound, but I think Moon Knight. We could do with some more violence. So, uh, I, ooh, ooh, that, that, yeah, let's change the answer there. Like, let's, well, not change it, add to it. Let's get another writer on board 
Uh, let's get Quentin Tarantino in Yay! to help Whoa! good old Garth Ennis, you know, Jesus. write this comic for Frank quietly to <laughs> draw. I think Quentin Tarantino would be pretty sweet at writing a Moon Knight comic. Um, <clears throat> that's it. I'm going to go outside and puke. Uh, Matt, you stay golden, pony boy, and Joe, my angelic little cherub. I hope all your dreams come true. XO, <laughs> XO, kiss, 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 gossip girl. I love you. Bye. <laughs> So Jimmy brings up a good point about Frank Quietly, and it's one of the things that I really liked about the now third book in the Jupiter's whatever series. When they would do the stuff where like the heroes were fighting, it was violent and it was bombastic and stuff. But in the background, like a hero gets punched into a car that's in traffic and then like stands up proudly and strong. And you see a body that has flown out of the windshield <laughs> and is like yeah. twisted up on the street. And the hero's not even looking at them. Cause it's just like, they live in a different world where this is just acceptable carnage. Now, you know, we just fight. And if people are in the way, people are in the fucking way too bad. <laughs> and like, yeah. Right. No one does that stuff. Like quietly his, his violence is sublime. It really is because it's just, it's hard to look at. It's, it's violent as hell, but it's beautiful the way he does it. it the guys out. I, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of people out there that do violence the way he does. It's easy to draw a bunch of gore. It's easy to draw blood and guts and be like, Oh man, that's gory. It's hard to make blood and guts look scary on the page. Look like John Davis hunt in the pages of the latest shadow man. Did yeah. some legit, scary, gross gore. Uh, Stephen Bassett is another guy that can yep. legit do gross panels. Oh, yeah. Uh, Barry, Disgusting. Barry Windsor Smith is another guy that can do really visceral work like that. And that's difficult. Quietly doesn't do that. He, his is kind of like understated, detailed, but also equally hard to look at when it like you see someone just broken bones and twisted the wrong way <laughs> yeah like it's not um it's not necessarily gory but he does right. do this uh, he does do this kind of body horror-esque kind of thing right. really well i will also never forget the first issue of grant morrison's new x-men where cassandra nova is yeah. uh she is talking to She's talking to like Steve Trask, right? He was like the the great nephew of the guy that uh, invented the Sentinels, and he's just like some schlub. He's an accountant or a car salesman or something dumb. Yeah, and and she's like, yeah, well, I need you because you have the Trask DNA, you know. And now that you're here, you know, I don't need you anymore. And she takes her hand, and she doesn't punch it through him. But her hand just goes into his face, yeah. right? It uh, looks like, like she her, very her, delicately just puts her hand in like, his head. Through his, like, through his neck and oh. into his skull. <laughs> and like you see his, you see the structure of his face become something wrong. Right. And it is one of the most disturbing things I think I've seen in a comic. That's and it's what, not, there's no, there's no blood. No, uh, but that's like, where that's quietly Frank, excels, though. He, he's so good at it. He he's does so these good. things where it just seems like, yeah, like uh, you could accidentally walk out and see that laying in the street and be like, oh, God, you know, yeah, like, right. Yeah. Ugh. You know, it's like a, it's a it's a squirrel with like the midsection. All yeah, flat, this is not like creep show. You know, this is like real. Yeah, no, it's just like, five o'clock news or whatever. So, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. God, oh, he's good. Boy.
All right, let's get into our answers, and let's not make them too long. Let's get into our answers. Yeah, no, I got it. Okay. Uh, so if we're if we're dream casting creators, living or dead, my choice is Darwin Cook. Um, I would love Darwin Cook to be around to write and draw anything really, but specifically, and I'm having a hard time narrowing it down. I would love either a Legion of Superheroes. A series by Darwin Cook that's drawn in his style. It doesn't have to be like a throwback, flashback, Silver Age series. Sure. But it, but in the Darwin Cook style, you know, it has to be reminiscent, sort of like how Mark Wade's Daredevil is reminiscent of the Silver Age Daredevil. Yeah. Um, or the JSA. I Give me Darwin Cook's JSA. Give it to me. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. again, uh, and again, it, I would want like a modern JSA story that incorporates the legacy, very similar to like the Jeff John series, but you know, I want to see the OGs and I want to see their progeny and I want to see like this legacy that they've created. Um, sure. I want them to have this status in the DC universe that, you know, the JSA, they might not all be household names, but when the JSA shows up, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like being there when Prince or Bowie or Elvis walks into the you know yeah it's like oh shit it's the JSA they're the first you know and uh, I just think I, that would be magical yeah magical I totally agree man you, you kind of like stole my thunder a little bit so I'm gonna switch it up but I am gonna stick with Moon Knight because I think Moon Knight has a TV show coming and we need to pump that character up a little bit. And I would like—that's not what this question is, man. It's your dream, your dream. I know, I know. But you kind of stole my Darwin Cook answer, so I'm switching things up. So I'm panicked, and I'm switching. Was it going to be about (laughs) Moon Knight still? No, not no. It's going to be like a Darwin Cook sort of JSA sort of type thing. All right then. (laughs) But that's fine. You you can have that. I would like to see. Right now, I am very much back in the camp of double threat writer and create. You know, writer and artist, and I think what we're seeing uh dadaniel johnson doing on beta ray bill is so Daniel much, Ward. oh is so much fun i would love to see him do something real street level because we've seen him do you know uh murder falcon we've seen him do beta ray bill we've seen him do wonder woman at the end of the world i would like yeah, to see we've what, seen him do these ki- we've seen him do kaiju stories yes. cosmic stories i would like to see know, him either do gladiators. a blade comic book Ooh, or a ooh, moon knight sh- comic book god damn no blade I would love 100% blade. Yes. Do a street level blade hunting down vampires. Like, look, I love, I love Moon Knight. I love Moon Knight. But yeah. No, I want to read Daniel Warren Johnson. I agree. Page, yeah. Right? I would love it. And like Blade <laughs> has a movie coming at some point. I assume they announced it. It's not happening until in 2023, I guess. <laughs> it's not in phase four. Apparently. Yeah. Because yeah, it's not. The, yeah. yeah. It wasn't in the sizzle reel. Daniel Warren Johnson blade, I think would. Oh, Man, God damn, lose yeah, it. that's a great idea. I would Ooh, lose it. It would be man, awesome. Oh man, oh man, oh man. All right, that's set these awesome. kids up with yeah. a new question of the week, and let's get the hell out. All right, of here. <laughs> I gotta go pick up my dog. Uh, this week's question comes from Brian Domingos via the THN forums. You heard Brian earlier today. What's a series or mini that you think is garbage, despite loving the creative team that did it? Yeah, here's the catch: you gotta love the creative team. Yeah, like don't just come at me with a bad comic book. I want oh. I want to know a 
the worst thing you've read by a creative team that you love. And back it up. I want to hear stuff that you loved by that creative team. I loved it when they did this. I loved it when they did this. But when they did this, barf. <laughs> you know, they lost. 100%. Yes. Let's do it. Absolutely. Next week, right here on Cover to Cover. Thanks for playing along with us, guys and gals. I would love to hear from Lady Power if you want to check in. We'd love to hear from you. Sarah, uh, our friend Sarah, got on Facebook the other day and was like, did I miss some episodes or whatever? Call us and yell at us, Sarah. I want to hear from you, okay? It was Joe Patrick. It was so sweet that she that she messaged us to check on us, Yeah, though. that was great. So we'll be here next Saturday, and like I said, this Wednesday, whew, Cosmic Longbox returns, and it's parked firmly in the 90s. Look, the I, like, I don't want to spoil anything about our reviews, reborn. but <laughs> I've, I had to stop reading one of the comics that I was reading because I couldn't handle it at the time. <laughs> like I'm gonna have to, I'm going to have to force myself to go yeah. back to it. Oh yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna like take a shot of whiskey and just chase this down. <laughs> like oh here we go. <laughs> <sighs> we'll get into it this Wednesday, but right now, my name's Matt Baum. Uh, my name is Joe Patrick there. for as long as I can survive. <laughs> there it is, and this is the Two Hundred Nerd signing off.